Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over depression. Bitch, you got coronavirus. With the Delta variant fueling more than 100,000 daily COVID cases, President Biden is putting pressure on the unvaccinated. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. You've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. Get vaccinated. How about new? You are fake news. I will eat your ass. Very fake news. I'll do it. You are a threat. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. You know, I thought this week had such promise. It started with the David Chipman news, and I thought, my God, we actually achieved a desirable political end through the political system. <laughs> what a white pill. What a revelation. What an achievement. And uh, you roll into Thursday and you catch wind like, hey, Joe Biden's thinking about requiring federal contractors to force their workers to get the jab. Okay. All right. We kind of see that coming. Oh, also, all businesses... With over 100 workers, you guys, through nothing other than executive fiat, magic, legal nonsense, just made up as, as if it's a king's decree, uh, you must force your workers to get the vaccine or else we will yeah. bankrupt you with fines for uh, failure to do that. And you can remember not that long ago that this was crazy conspiracy theorist, a tinfoil hat nonsense. Yet You're here so we paranoid. Are. They would never do that. And yeah. you don't even have to be a conspiracy. It, you didn't have to infer they wouldn't do that. It was two months ago. Jen Psaki was saying that's not the role of the federal government. It was back in December. We'd never do that. Yeah. Joe Biden was saying, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to convince people. But that's not what we do, except for when we do. So we'll get into that. We're not going to go through the whole speech, um, but we'll talk about some of the reaction to it and what's setting up to be a major legal challenge in addition to just 
Uh, serious political conflict coming on this. I I thought the line, I'll, I'll freely admit, I thought the line was many lines ago. So many lines ago. I wonder I if maybe this is one of the lines. I, I, if I have we're a feeling... relying on the revolt of the general public, I think we're all fucked, right? Yeah, Can maybe. But it, but it seems like people are more pissed off this time. So I'm, rem- um, I'm a little hopeful, but... The Supreme Court's going to bail us out. The Constitution will protect us. Well, <laughs> as we've seen recently, even when the court says, yeah, dude, uh, you have no legal authority to do that. Joe says, mm, well, I'm still going to do it because it produces good <laughs> results. <laughs> what an asshole. I mean, my God. So so we'll catch up with all the things around this new vaccine mandate. And then we'll talk about, um, well, kind of buried in all that chaos is also this report that comes out from The Intercept. Because we've been told by Dr. Fauci repeatedly, categorically, the U.S. never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Are you saying we did? We've had evidence to suggest that was the case, at least indirectly. We have further evidence to suggest that's the case, at least indirectly, again through EcoHealth, who was, as we know through Fauci's emails, very thrilled to have Fauci deny um, any, any, sort of, um, any sort of lab origin for coronavirus. I hate this timeline. So just just when you think it was shaping up to be a good week, um, maybe 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 we're going to roll into an interesting outcome in the California uh, governor recall that's coming up on Tuesday. We'll catch up with what the latest polling says. And of course, the not hate crime committed against Larry Elder this week by a woman wearing a gorilla mask, throwing eggs at him. <laughs> and they're saying there was a, a pellet gun involved, too. But I didn't see that in the footage. Oh, yikes. I'm surprised pellet guns are California legal. Maybe they aren't yeah. for, for all I know. Mm. And then uh, we'll catch up with, you know, the ongoings of the Taliban. Shockingly, they have unveiled their new uh, tentative government. And despite their promises to moderate and to be inclusive, their promises to the international community, not one woman in the uh, provisional Taliban government and the State Department and the international community are outraged and disappointed. That is awesome. I'm pro-Taliban now. There, I said it. (laughs) Pro-Taliban. Well, I suppose uh, if one of us was going to get there first, it was bound to be you. They've been Uh, doing some good stuff on the international stage lately. (laughs) Plus, they painted over a George Floyd mural, as we'll we'll get to that as well. A little bit of hoax hate to close. Surprise, the gay guy in Spain who had a anti-gay slur carved into his buttocks. That was a hoax. Uh, It was a consensual act of bodily defacing. We'll explain. And um, tonight's movie review is Sicario. So stick around for that. Uh, We will check in with Super Chats if they're not broken. I'll get to that in a moment. Susan System broken once again it's one of those nights but we will do the best that we can you should be able to chat with confidence i'll explain more in a moment we'll check in on youtube tippy stream trovo nd live in between topics 10 bucks and up on the sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers of course we will take as many as we can until 11 30 p.m eastern so get them in early if you'd like them read please and thank you it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website that's mattchristensenmedia.com don't forget the show store is up and running we have t-shirts we have mugs we have hats we have it all plus we have special deals from friendly listener owned businesses as well this week's feature business is our friends over at charity swipes they're a big supporter of the show and if you own or manage a business you gotta speak to charity swipes They're a credit card processor just like Square or PayPal, but with much lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. 
They have solutions for all types of businesses, from retail to restaurants to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, they have a program to meet your needs. And not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing, but they're all about giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, they give 30% of their annual profits to charities like Make-A-Wish, the Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you're supporting nonprofits across the country. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free card reader as well as a free setup and training. You can view all the details of this, this offer at charityswipes.com mc. Every sign-up greatly supports our show, so if you own a business, do yourself and us a favor and go check them out at CharitySwipes.com slash MC. You can find everything you need from Charity Swipes, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners, by listeners. We did have a couple meetups this week as well uh looks like they had a good time down in charlotte north carolina but i have to call out the one guy who was too cowardly to show his face find your balls man (laughs) green face guy unfortunately everybody else is so nice and normal looking though yeah anyway i hope you guys had a fun time down charlotte way and this is one of the more impressive photos i think uh we've received this was the uh the meetup in, I guess it's Waxahachie. This is outside of Dallas. I don't know how to pronounce this city name, but we're going with Waxahachie. And I'm just glad to see that there's an ATF agent there, uh, second from the right, <laughs> ensuring that all federal <laughs> firearms laws are strictly <laughs> upheld and enforced. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So I just hope everyone's dogs are okay. I trust that they are. <gasps> the rifle on center there, that Dragonov or whatever that is, that's a pretty cool... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of kami weapons here, but I have to admire the collection. What a bunch of badass folk. Yeah. And our favorite broad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to, uh, well, I, I don't know if she prefers to remain anonymous, so I won't. But shout out to one of our friendly female listeners. Anyway. Um, oh, I'm okay. So I'm quickly on the super chat system, uh, as you recall, a couple of weeks ago, the system was broken such that we couldn't read them. And it's broken again, even though I've chatted with the YouTube people who assured me it was fixed and it was temporarily. So we have our backup system to be able to read your chats. It's not ideal. It's possible that we miss a couple because, quite frankly, we are relying on my lovely wife to copy and paste them from the chat into a Google Doc so that we can read them. That's the Wait, how is she seeing them? Because she's watching the stream and monitoring the chat. That's how she's getting. That's how we do it. So if she gets distracted or has to deal with the baby for like five minutes, then she could miss. Thankfully, my lovely mom is here to help. Oh, my God. So it's a whole family affair to. It really does take a village to read your super chats. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. You make it so easy to earn money for you. Because remember, Susan takes a healthy cut to botch the whole system. Anyway, I, I chat with confidence. We're gathering them. We will read them. I will bitch Thanks, at Susan's Ping people too. tomorrow. And morning. Mama Christensen. That's nice of you guys. Uh, speaking of the ATF, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but uh, we get some more details on it. This was at least a momentary white pill this week. It appears the emails and the phone calls uh, and all the communication, all the yelling at your senators had the intended effect. The White House is, is officially withdrawing the nomination of David Chipman for ATF director. 
Politico reports that Shipman did not have the votes to even achieve a 50-50 tie in the Senate. Hmm. So some Democrats must have opposed him, though it's not reported exactly who other than Angus King Independent senator from Maine who caucuses with the Democrats. Manchin from West Virginia and Tester from Montana never took a position. I don't know if Cinema ever did either. So oh, really? It's possible they weren't even close. It's possible they were only in the 46-vote territory or possibly fewer. Um, so he is definitely gone at least for that purpose. That's not going to be happening. But we probably aren't done seeing that stupid face. Because CNN reports that a senior Biden administration official uh, says the White House will put Chipman in a non-Senate confirmed job, though it is not stated what that job is what? Why? or will Why? be. Because he's so he's so publicly loved and popular. They wouldn't want to ditch oh, yeah. a man like that. And he doesn't have a punchable Gary Busey face at all. Plus, if you if you don't think that they need all of his strategic genius on raiding compounds soon, like they need to know everything he knows because Waco, the sequel, it appears they are intent on creating in short order. Better stop uh, forming that cult. Uh, not a great time for compounds or cults, but at the same time, necessity it's is what it is. the best time for compounds and cults. I... You got to do what you got to do, I guess. Uh, we mentioned, what was this? Was it a week ago, two weeks ago? There, <laughs> the story out of Afghanistan right before we left was the Biden administration droned a car full of suicide bombers headed straight to the Kabul airport. What a wonderful counterterrorism yeah, interception. Yeah, they were like, we killed an ISIS-K suicide bomber. I'm like, ISIS? I fucking forgot about ISIS. Like, are you sure? Are you sure that's who you killed? Turns yeah. out we killed a dude who was working for Americans for a U.S.-based aid group called Nutrition and Education International and his whole family. K- killed them all. Including lots of kids, right? Lots oh, of very so young kids. so many kids. So he was filling his car with water jugs, not explosives, according to this New York Times report. Um, his name was Zamari Amadi. He was only 43 and it killed uh, nine of his family members, including seven children. Seven children. He was just trying to bring water to his family in his shitty war-torn country. And we're like, oh, let's just drone all these kids. They were all innocent. And then the Pentagon is still insisting that his movements linked him to an ISIS-K safe house. Oh, well, and I'm sure that's also the case for that other ISIS guy that we got east of Kabul Two of them and injured a third, and we were yeah. assured that it's not just a bunch of goat herders out there that they considered expendable in order to save face after botching the extraction and getting 13 people killed. 13 of our, our guys killed. We're war criminals. This is outrageous. Um, so, yeah, the Pentagon uh, said that he was that there were still explosives in his vehicle, even though that was water that he was loading into his vehicle and that he was going to use those in a suicide attack on U.S. troops. Uh, okay, so the, they're the they're hours. they're sticking with the they're company line. The, it, yeah. They haven't changed their claims at all. Um, the Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley last night, uh, last week, said this was a righteous strike, and oh, said that well, he if, was, Amadi was an ISIS facilitator. Okay, so strike. so three of his children were killed: uh, Zamir, Fasal, and Farzad. They were twenty, sixteen, and ten. Um, his cousin thirty was killed. Three of his nephews, seven, six. And two, and then two three-year-old girls. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I, 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 clearly, clearly, we. Uh, Where are people on the left now? 
Like I haven't, Trump's yeah, I guess a war I, criminal. Trump, everyone was like, "Oh, a drone strike wipes out an innocent family working with the U.S." And everybody's like, "Let's talk about Trump still." I suppose. Well, for all that bullshit and all the other bullshit that Joe Biden, uh, that Joe Biden enacted this week and talked about this week, this was actually my favorite piece of bullshit. Joe earlier in the week was talking about Hurricane Ida's tour of damage across the the, uh, eastern U.S., including, I guess, tornadoes that resulted from the storm. But Joe said that tornado is actually an outdated term that people don't use anymore. Try to make sense of this statement. You know, the looks like a tornado. They don't call them that anymore. That hit the crops and and wetlands in the middle of the country and. And Iowa and Nevada and I mean it's just across the board. <laughs> we call them swirly whirlers now. I guess we do. And swirly whirlers, uh, interesting uh, secondary point. Swirly whirlers don't hit Nevada, so I have no idea what he's talking about. There are no reports of swirly whirlers in Nevada after Ida. Is he talking I, about about hurricanes or tornadoes? There were storms and a lot of um, peripheral damage that resulted resulted from this hurricane. As far as I'm aware, nothing hit Nevada. I think he might mean Nebraska. I have no idea what he's talking about. Nevada is not harmed by Ida. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I mean, I can't imagine it would be. It's, it's really far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This demented old man. I did have a moment of clarity. We should probably talk about this in a little bit. But I had a moment of clarity about why they put Biden in. We should talk about it during the, um, the speech okay. segment. Maybe when we talk about whether this is people's line. Because I... I can't give a rational reason why it is or should be. It just feels different. So maybe people maybe are there's really some... pissed off. But then I kind of feel like uh, we're so entrenched in our lives and our creature comforts that when it comes down to it, people are, are probably going to cave. But now is the moment. This is the most pivotal time in our struggle against the, the government, because we're going to see who has integrity, yeah. who's willing to I make mean, sacrifices. It is one thing to allow your employer to sever your job on this. And that's bad enough. I mean, I don't personally agree with that. Then again, it's not my business, but if you're allowing the federal government to direct your employer to sever your livelihood, I mean, at that point, what won't you allow them to do? Yeah. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, Good news is you won't be able to afford to buy anything anyway, because a loaf of bread's going to cost $1,000 pretty soon. So who gives a shit? Yeah. The Bureau of Labor Statistics producer price index, it rose 0.7% compared with July. Compared with a year ago, the index is up 8.3%. The fastest pace of price increases in data going back to 2010. It's but higher remember, than expectations. Yeah. As the Fed chair said a few weeks ago, it's only inflation if it keeps growing and growing if it stops then it's not inflation even though it still hasn't stopped remember all that it's transitory it's transitory that's right <laughs> we're just reaching a new level at which point it'll flatten off and everything will be fine except for it's not flattening off so they oh. said us they told us that it's not inflation if it stops rising the trouble is it also hasn't stopped rising so swing and a miss on two counts for fed chair jerome powell but but everybody forgot so. about it because biden is uh, protecting us it's his job. Thank God. It is his job mm-hmm. to protect us, as we'll get to in a minute. Um, Granddaddy there's probably, Biden. There's, there's probably some transition I could make there. But then again, when you're transitioning to trannies, there's no pun. There's no added pun necessary. No. Um, if you're a fan of watching uh, women get their ass kicked by men, which I know is, you know, Blonde's not a big fan of spectator sports, but that is one. Men, pink haired men beating the asses of women. 
big hit in the blonde household. <laughs> Tell yeah, me about Elena McLaughlin. Yeah. Only the second openly transgender woman to compete in MMA. One on Friday, we're going to watch this clip. It's fucking brutal. 38 years old, used a rear naked choke. I don't know what that means, but it sounds mm. like weird sex. Um, <laughs> ended the match in three minutes, 32 seconds in the second round. And McLaughlin began her gender transition after leaving the U.S. Army Special Forces in 2010. Do you, should I show the before and after or the the highlights of the fight? Which should we do first? Highlights highlights of the fight. Let's do that. Okay. This is... Well, yeah, this is uh, a pink-haired guy beating the ass, kneeing the face of a chick and winning the fight. It is very difficult from an early age growing up in South Carolina to going through the ultimate transition to make one happy. And that's what she wants to be, and that's what everyone should be. They get in the clinch, and this is where McLaughlin could have an advantage. And you do not want to do this. He did not want this uh, fight to go. Now Provost has to survive. A lot of punishments. The knees coming in. The first one connected. The second one, not so much. Provost has to get out of there. Big Now the strength. She tried to go, trying to go up. Does pretty well. Gets her on the ground. Now as you can see how her ground game goes. McLaughlin's got the back of Provost. And now we might have a deep. And the then tap. Alana McLaughlin, victorious in her MMA debut. Alana McLaughlin. Lady Farrell want to know the question, what is next? And how will this be perceived in the, the court of public opinion? As a uh, dude. Well, <laughs> here's a piece of evidence for the court of public opinion. Here's the before and after on Alana McLaughlin. And uh, I mean, even beforehand, this was a very fit man. <laughs> As the tweeter says here, uh, at least we know what the axe is for in the before <laughs> photo. <laughs> Well, is he post-op? I don't know that the chop has actually happened. I I, I don't know that detail. As always, uh, chop it off and then we'll talk about calling you she. But still, no. Blonda is very principled on that particular issue. It's hard to see in um, in this photo here, but you notice before and after the fight, Alana was wearing a, an end transgenocide shirt. I just want to be clear on that point of fact beyond this. When these claims of transgenocide are made, I've done videos about this. I, I should link it, but we're talking about a few dozen cases and countrywide. And they were all prostitutes. Most of them are like sex stories gone wrong. And a huge portion of them are in Puerto Rico. So this American transgenocide problem, disproportionately in Puerto Rico. So how uh, it's an American territory. Yes, but, you know, it, it, OK, OK, stay with me here. All right. So they, they call it dead naming because you kill the person that you were before mm -hmm. when you transition. So aren't really they responsible for the genocide? I suppose maybe they killed the original person. I, I don't know. But that's a non-trans genocide. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Does in it? any case, if you uh, if you do the math, if you assume there, I forget what the exact number of trans people is in the country, but if you do the math, the, the rate of a murder for trans people per capita is actually lower than the general population. This thing yeah. is made up, not real, total falsehood. And then they commit suicide. So aren't they genociding themselves post-op too? Uh, I don't know. Don't, uh, don't complicate the narrative with uh, inconvenient facts. All right. Uh, 
What else we got? Oh, I have to discuss the 9-11 speeches over the weekend, because, of course, it is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris both spoke over the weekend. Kamala had an actual live speech, and Joe had a pre-recorded one on the White House YouTube channel because presumably they don't trust him to do a live speech on. um, (laughs) I suppose they I'm guessing they probably don't want his trademark botchery on something as sincere and solemn as that. But they did a pre-recorded one. And then George W. Bush also gave a speech, and each of them had their own uh, hot takes. Joe and Kamala urged you to remember the other victims of 9-11, who, of course, are uh, Muslims who people were mean to in the years after 9-11. And George W. Bush said we have to remain vigilant because January 6th was pretty much the same thing as 9-11. So, you know, watch out for your neighbors. Here is Joe first. We also witnessed the darker forces of human nature. Fear and anger, resentment and violence against Muslim Americans, true and faithful followers of a peaceful religion. We saw a national unity (laughs) bend. We learned that unity is the one thing that must never break. Unity is what makes us who we are. America at its best. To me, that's the central lesson of September 11th. In the battle for the soul of America, unity is our greatest strength. No. That's retarded. <laughs> no, and why isn't. are you bringing in all these people that are nothing like the average American? Like you give a shit about unity. Tell me more about how multiculturalism increases the amount of unity we have as a nation. You fuck. Yeah. And unity cannot be a priority value because the question is unity with whom unity about what would you unify with child molesters? Yeah. Is that even a value? No, of course, be, unless it's around a central value, it has no inherent value. I, I unify with serial killers for the sake of unity. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you do no. that? Mm. Unity is not an inherent value. It is not the best of America. It's nice to have people get along, I suppose, but around the right values is key. Otherwise, it doesn't mean a damn thing. I think he's anyway. right, though, that we should unify with Muslims. I can get on board with that. <laughs> All right. You know, maybe not. Maybe not for the same reasons, but we'll we'll say you have a concurring opinion with Joe. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, horseshoe here. <laughs> uh, Kamala. Uh, Kamala said uh, very similar things. Here's what she had to say. That in America, our ah. diversity is our strength. At the same time, we saw after 9-11 how fear can be used to sow division in our nation as Sikh and Muslim Americans were targeted because of how they looked or how they worshipped. But we also saw what happens when so many Americans in the spirit of our nation stand in solidarity with all people and their fellow American, with those who experience violence and discrimination. Now here, let me uh, stoke violence against unvaccinated people. Let me tell you more about uh, fear-based decision-making in the United States. Dumb bitch. We have respect for all minorities, except people who don't agree with our medical prescriptions, in which case we (laughs) sever their livelihoods. Uh, I I was looking at the hate crime data just to refresh my memory. Uh, And I looked back to 2002 to 2003 just to to see, is this claim about rampant anti-Islamic hate crimes true in the years after 9-11 it's pretty much the same then as it is now you're talking about 150 to 200 reported to law enforcement agencies per year and that trend 
and those numbers stay about the same all the way up to 2019. So just think about this one to 200 reported hate crimes, not convictions, but reported ones to local law enforcement. That's in the context of something like 8,000 hate crimes reported annually overall. And this is in a country with three and a half million Muslims. So you do the math. Any given Muslim has about a two hundredth of a percent chance of experiencing a hate crime, if you believe the data. And that's assuming that all those reported were actually true. So that's a point zero 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 five chance. How many of those are school age Muslim girls that cut off their own hijab? That was Canada. Don't don't smear the Muslims with that example. That was Toronto. (laughs) You've got to understand that Muslims in every country are exactly the same. (laughs) Well, uh, could I? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's maybe the hoaxes are a unique Canadian trend. <laughs> but I do know that um, that George W. Bush will tell you who you really got to watch out for, and that's your neighbor who maybe thought the election was a little fishy, or perhaps even went to Washington D.C. on the day that the vote was certified. Here's George W. Bush comparing 9/11 to January 6th. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdain for pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirit, and it is our continuing duty to confront them. Is that really what the problem with 9-11 was, was defiling national symbols, even if I think that's a bad thing, which, I, you know, I generally do. You shouldn't vandalize. Defiling national symbols. people died. Yeah, that was probably the more important feature of that day. And that's, and that's just the people who died that day. It doesn't even count the people with health conditions lingering after the fact and all the other issues. Um, you had a half a dozen or so incidental, some of which were incidental deaths on, on January 6th, some of which were, you know, Capitol Police killing at least one person, um, possibly to uh so the body counts a little different i I was looking at the numbers (laughs) one and a half million dollars in damage on january 6th property damage three to 4.5 billion for 9-11 that's excluding the wars that followed is that inflation adjusted no those are just the raw figures oh the 1.5 million dollars in 2001 would probably be like eight cents (laughs) (laughs) my math i I don't know (laughs) something close to that Uh, And even if you want to compare the motives and say that they were somehow similarly anti-American or anti-American government, well, how do you explain one group weaponizing airplanes and the other bringing nothing more than bear spray from a Lebanese guy? If the motive was was overtaking of of the American government or or delegitimizing it, the use of weaponry is also (laughs) a distinguishing feature there. And, um, you know, you might go out on a limb and say that the years of foreign war originated by that man personally probably did more damage to both Americans and citizens, uh, foreign citizens abroad alike than January 6th did. I I think for for this man who wants to talk about disregard for human life, he might have some uh, he might have some personal atonement for which to answer. Yeah, you think on that. This juxtaposition of people on the left, evil people on the left and evil people on the right just shows that this whole dichotomy of the the left-right issue is a farce. It's it's a joke. Like if you're a a swamp creature funded by foreign entities, then I don't give a shit if you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're the same to me. 
These people are all evil, warmongering pieces of shit that well, are going to burn in hell. Now we get to do this dance where progressive blue checks pretend, you know, I always loved George W. Bush. <laughs> you know, sure, I disagreed with him and I didn't vote for him, but I understand I respected him. the office. And it, 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 was a more, it was a better, more respectful time back then. Yeah, I bet. God, I hate people so much. All right, let's talk a little bit of um, Joe Biden's uh, the, the lingering effects of or where, where we're going with this vaccine mandate, because I'm not going to go. Great. Through I was walking on air when after I watched this big, I, I truly was big news for the collapsitarian agenda. This, uh, this was a huge development. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go through the whole speech again, because I just did that in a video that I posted yesterday. So you can check Excellent that if you want. video. Everybody check it out. Well, thanks. Um, if you do want my full detailed thoughts on the speech, it's there. I can verify, and it sounds like this was probably the case in your house. Everyone in my house um, was screaming at the screen while listening to this speech. Uh, And it's rare for me to actually become enraged by a political speech and scream out loud, Joe Wilson style, you lie. But I legit did that. (laughs) You're lying. When he was talking about, oh, the unvaccinated gasping their last breath, saying, if only I had taken the shot, hear me. (laughs) Like, you're lying. You made that story up. Mm -hmm. The whole thing made up bullshit. So it was it was a rough one to endure. I assume you had a similarly visceral reaction. I I was mostly laughing. I mean, this attitude that they've not an attitude, but what the plan that they've implemented has been a a frog boiling in a pot of water. And then this was just so flagrantly aggressive. I'm like, well, you guys shot your wad and now everybody's going to try to murder you. Like this, this is, hmm. there's no way that they're going to be able to implement this. Well, well as a practice, as a legal matter, very dicey as a practical matter, nonsensical. And to your point on the steps that they take this commentary from the surgeon general that I'll get to in a minute, he openly admits, yeah, we're going to use all the levers and take it step by step. We're going to cre- keep cranking it up because we have to get back to normal. This is the staircase to normal. You see, yeah, like, yeah. you have to recognize. And I think we we're we're all guilty of this. I'm not um, casting blame on anybody, but it, the temptation are not all guilty of this. Well, some, some less than others. That's fair. But I think everybody has had a little bit of thought throughout this. Well, if we just kind of comply a little bit, they'll they'll let this go away. No, the more we comply, the more steps they put in front of us. We've been on this staircase the whole time from what's the big deal, bro? Just stay home for two weeks. Just put on a mask. Just, yeah, yeah. just sever your livelihood is the step that we're on now. And they're telling you there are more steps coming. Yeah. It's time to walk down the staircase yourself and because they're never going to turn you around. Yep. Anyway, um. They really should have disarmed us before they did this. This was unwise. <laughs> well, uh, th- what do you think Chipman's job is going to be? Like I said, that's <laughs> he's the disarmer yeah. in chief. And again, you know, I was talking about this in the video, but again, just the, the for all the fear mongering we've had about authoritarianism coming from Trump, there is nothing Trump ever said or did that is even a fraction uh, as authoritarian as this move was. Of course would, not. But he did get the ball rolling on this vaccine shit. That's true. I mean, he, as in the development of it, but as yeah. far as the the federal mandating of it, I, this is not a move he ever would have made. But we'd be we'd be way better off if he was like, listen, if he were like, uh, we're going to not shut anything down. I know it was a state issue, and we're just going to yeah. let this sweep through the country. Um, we'd be better. Yeah. Off. It yeah, well, and I want to talk about the herd immunity issue in a moment, too, because even Fauci doesn't have good answer on that one. But if you somehow missed, of course, Joe Biden came out on Thursday and announced he's mandating the vaccine, among other orders he issued. 
Um, he's mandating the vaccine for all employees of federal contractors and all businesses with over 100 employees. They must force their employees to be vaccinated or get weekly testing or face fines. I've seen reported of up to $1,400 per violation, which theoretically, I guess, could be per employee per week. You're talking bankrupting money for a lot of businesses should they choose to disobey. The final rule is going to be issued through OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Bottom line on this, it is legally dubious, made up, unconstitutional nonsense. There's no statutory authority to do this. There's no law that Congress passed that authorizes this. There's no constitutionally delegated authority to the president to do this. You're going to hear a couple arguments in favor of why this is legal. Number one, well, OSHA handles all sorts of workplace standards. They do. But OSHA is still beholden to congressional authorization. And there's no such congressional authorization or statutory basis for this order. To that point, OSHA has never mandated vaccines. That has never happened in the history of the country. And unless you're willing to say, if Congress writes a law that says this administrative body has the power to do literally whatever the hell it wants, I mean, that is just Congress saying the Constitution no longer applies. Congress also doesn't have the authority to do that. Yeah, they don't care about what's legal. They're just going to do it. That's the thing. Well, they've demonstrated that. Yeah. yeah. But but you'll see these arguments. Oh, it's legal because of this. Okay. That would grant OSHA a magic wand to disregard every other law, including the Constitution itself, which yeah. I guess they're if they're willing to say that. All right. Point for consistency. But they also um, cite the 1905 case of Jacobson v. Massachusetts that says uh, government can mandate vaccines. It's a simple reading of that case. That case was a matter of state Law. The state of Massachusetts allowed cities to require vaccines for citizens, and the city of Cambridge did that. So even if you believe that states have broad police powers on issues of public health, there's no constitutional provision that allows the feds to do this. Citing Jacobson is is not related to this. That was a state question. This is a federal question. So this this means we, we're going to face a, a stiff legal battle, which is already promised from several states. The mandate has not yet been formally issued. It's um, it'll be done through OSHA. It's expected within the coming weeks. Unofficially, 27 states have voiced opposition or explicitly said they're going to file legal challenge as soon as this mandate hits. The map, you'll notice, basically looks like a clone of the electoral map. So, you know, great <laughs> yeah. job, Captain Unity. You've really got everyone together on this. And notably, the mandate is going to come into even more legal conflict in my state. Um, I've seen it reported as two states. I've also seen it as Montana is the only state. So I'm a little unclear on the status here. But state of Montana has a law that we just uh, the governor just signed. Vaccination status is um, it, it's banned from being considered as a term of employment. That That's against Montana state law. So what Biden is requiring employers to do is, in fact, against Montana state law. How that's going to get resolved is a separate legal question. Um, and it's also not even clear how this is going to be implemented and enforced. You mentioned that it's not just do you have the legal ability to do this? Do you have the practical ability to do this? Because if you're going to look at all businesses, over 100 workers, what are they going to do? They all have to submit vaccination records to OSHA or are they going to be audited randomly or who's going to cover the cost? Let's say they opt for testing instead of the vaccine, which is an option. Testing is not free. Who's going to cover the cost of the testing? That's unclear. And how is it possible to monitor all of this in real time? You have the legal issues uh, on one hand here, but just as a, a practical matter, on the other hand, it's going to require a bigger brother than we've really ever seen. Do they have the manpower to do this? It's that's entirely unclear. 
especially when they're attacking, you know, their own employees. A lot of federal employees yeah. are going to be like, uh, go fuck yourself. And they're going to be like, I- I'm, I'm not doing this. It's not just private businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And we, that, that's the same. I know that there are private businesses already saying that they are going to file lawsuits too, as soon as this is uh, enacted. So we'll see how that goes. Of course, do I think that we should all <laughs> trust the courts to save us? I think I, this should be pretty clear cut against this order if the courts have any integrity left at all. But I think that you're exactly right. You're, I think we're, we're sitting around waiting for court decisions to restore our rights. We've already kind of lost the plot. We we protect and defend our own rights. And the first way we do it is by not complying with unconstitutional turncoat horseshit. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Now it, we're going to we're going to make um men out of boys, aren't we? We're going to see who really has integrity here and, yeah. and who doesn't. It's imperative that people do not get the vaccine. If, if it was not, if they didn't have some kind of insidious purpose, then there wouldn't be this discussion of natural immunity. They'd be like, oh, you have natural immunity. You don't have to get the vaccine in and of itself. I'm, I'm like, that is proof, proof positive that yeah, there or, is something going on with this vaccine. Or at least stick up for the, the, principle or the idea that you need to make that determination for yourself if if you want the vaccine if you took it fine you're free to do that but you Idiot. shouldn't well <laughs> that that's between you and blonde but you don't have to just because you took the vaccine doesn't mean you should support this sort of nonsense where they're forcing you to do this from a federal edict even if you like this particular vaccine pretty soon they're going to be making similar dictates about any number of your personal health decisions Exactly. Um, and my instinct is to just give up on any opportunity that we're going to have to push back through the system, through the legal system, because it, it doesn't matter. They're going to make unilateral decisions and continue to do whatever they want. The Constitution is not going to protect us. Uh, states' rights are not going to protect us. Our government, our state governments are not going to protect us. It's it's like this might be the, the pivotal moment in this country where people yeah. are like... You, no, you just have to say no. And Joe is daring you to. He was asked, hey, what do you think about all these uh, states saying they're they're defying you? They're not going to participate in this nonsense. Joe says, have at it. Have at it. Look, I am so. Who is um, clapping? Journalists. <laughs> disappointed. That. Uh, particularly some of uh, Republican governors, have been so cavalier with the health of these kids, so cavalier with the health of their communities. This is, this is, we're playing for real here. This isn't a game. Oh, really? And I don't know of any scientist out there in this field that doesn't think it makes considerable sense to do the six things I've suggested. Okay, if That's if a team moronic. of scientists says it makes considerable sense to execute you, is that okay? It, it doesn't matter anyway because they're silencing the voices of all of the dissenting scientific opinions. So who yeah. gives a fuck what your six scientists you have on staff are telling you to do? It doesn't matter. Fauci is your scientist. If if, if the scientists, manlet. yeah, <sighs> yeah, oh if the God. scientists declare it, then they have free reign to abuse you in whatever way they see fit. Not to mention that he's going to get up there and say, uh, oh, I can't believe you guys are so reckless with your children. Children are not at risk from coronavirus. Never have been. We, you want to talk about unintended consequences. We have no idea what masking kids up for an entire year plus of their lives. There is plenty of reason to believe that's developmentally damaging. 
We're going to act like that's a non-issue, a non-consideration or conditioning an entire generation of children to be fearful when they see a person's face. Yes, that's perfect. That's perfect for them. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, Think about you, how much control you can have over people with that kind of mentality yeah, from when you, a young age. When you erase emotion, when you erase nonverbal communication, when you erase our ability to just um, to just have the the enjoyment of a, a friendly smile. But yeah, it's everybody so else. For months and months and months, I've been thinking, why Biden? You know, he's he's got dementia. Oh, yeah. He's incompetent. Why are are they going to try to put Kamala in? But she's so unpopular, and you know, she's this childless minority hag with a cackle and everybody hates her fucking guts. Why would they do this? Why would they do this? And then it dawned on me. It was like a moment of clarity. They put Biden up because he'll do anything without asking any questions because he has dementia and he doesn't know where he is at any given time. And then when everything falls apart after enacting this, this plan that they have, they can blame old white men. Hmm. It's, it's plausible. And he he yeah. still has that veneer, even though it's totally undeserved. He has that veneer of like established moderate. So people think, well, he's been there forever and he's gotten along with both parties. So he can't be a lunatic, even though the Who stuff he's saying. The political normies. Political he's an normies entrenched, corrupt politician. He's been in Washington for like a billion years. Yeah. But, who who but, looks at him and is like, oh, I bet he's never done anything wrong before. Plenty of people who don't pay attention to politics and just see him as Barack Obama's vice president think that this is a guy who's been around D.C. and isn't possibly an insane totalitarian, even though the things he's saying are insanely totalitarian. He's a, it is if you wanted too to late put up, for people to, to do this normie politics yeah. stuff. I'm just saying if you wanted to put up radicalism and package it as boring, vanilla, look the other way, nothing to see here, Joe Biden is your guy. That's true. And they're doing and he's it. also highly suggestible. I mean, he's not ever saying anything that hasn't been dictated to him word for word. He can't go off script at all. It's, every time he does it, it's a fucking disaster. It, remember back in the primaries, he was trying to contrast himself with Bernie as a more moderate uh, middle America type guy that and who knows what the hell happened to that but presumably more controlling forces have uh taken control of him um you'd mentioned this earlier and i did want to hit on this the the, the problem um here of course is that we've lost sight of what the the role and the purpose of government is joe doesn't think that securing your rights and respecting the rule of law is his job the reason he's not doing that is because he doesn't think that it's his job he thinks the role of government and him specifically is caretaker or uh, doctor or or dad, even I take care of everybody. And this is why it's so crucial to get that question right. What is the purpose or the role of government? Uh, because any time that you answer something other than what the Declaration of Independence says, which is to secure your rights, then you get this perverse arrangement where you have dictators like Joe who know better than you can force things on you for your own good. And that's why I want to return to Joe Biden's speech very briefly. There were a lot of terrible parts in it. When he said that his patience was wearing thin as though everyone's patience isn't wearing thin with him in return. When he said he was going to get governors who disagree with him in line out of the way. That, that, that was the language he used out of the way. You want to talk that about authoritarian talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for my money, the worst thing he said was this brief segment in which he, he said, it's not about freedom. It's not about personal choice. It's my job, Joe Biden's job to take care of you and to protect you. And so he's going to force you to do things in pursuit of that. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. 
My job as president is to protect all Americans. So when, when you think that your job is keeping people safe, even from themselves, when that is the foundational purpose of government, that's how you get this bizarre arrangement where he says, I'm going to protect you from you. To the point where he even admits in the speech, yeah, I know the, it's it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated made the choice not to get the vaccine and therefore they're suffering. And that's what's unacceptable. He can't allow you to make your own choice if it produces a negative effect. He's got to intervene and stop you from deciding for you. He's got to protect you from you. That's not even applicable to all areas of public health, though. Nobody gives a fuck about the opiate crisis or that yeah. Americans are fat as all get out or that people smoke or drink. We talk about personal freedoms in those regards all the time. It's just this specific public health issue, which it's really not. Yeah. And and I always I, I want people to think about this, not just in terms of our relationship with government and what the purpose of government is. But just remember, government does not exist on a separate moral plane from the rest of us. It exists on the same one. If you wouldn't accept this sort of language or behavior from a friend or a relative saying, yeah, you know, I, I know you like to go out on Sunday nights and play poker and smoke and drink with your friends, but that produces negative effects in your life. So I'm going to intervene and stop you from doing that. If you would call that abusive, um, if you if, if you had a romantic partner who said, you know, my patience is really wearing thin. I've been very nice. and You haven't put out yet. If you would consider you would say that it was coercive, you would call that you would call that sexual and people would get me too for that. If you wouldn't accept that behavior from anyone else in your social life, it is just as immoral and wrong when someone in a government suit does it from a government podium with a government seal. Exactly. And the left is talking about how we're going to reject paternalism on the international stage, but we're going to adopt it in the in the domestic sphere. That's retarded. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? If we can't be in Afghanistan and institute democracy amongst these Stone Age people, then, then what makes Americans think that we should trust our government to be able to make decisions for us on a day to day basis? Yeah. And when, when you have no vision for what government does other than take care of you with no limitations, apparently you'll keep um, constricting people to these smaller and smaller confines and you'll trend toward full control in the name of safety, even if it means abusing people while you do it. Um, and, and that's why I'll emphasize again, it's so important to remember, we're not going to comply our way out of this. We keep giving them inches in the hope that they'll stop. They only stop when we say that they stop. And it's clear that they have no plan to stop. This morning on CNN, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy said the government has to use all its level levers of power. And he says business. This was the most preposterous part. Business owners are actually thanking us for issuing this mandate. But what the president and what all of us have said as public health leaders from the earliest part of this pandemic is that we have to use every lever of government. Earlier in the summer, uh, the president had announced requirements for federal workers mm -hmm. uh, to attest to vaccination. And this is another step in that direction. The key thing to understand, Dana, is number one, the data tells us that these requirements work to increase vaccinations. Number two, a lot of businesses <clears throat> are actually relieved that these are going into place. And we've heard a lot of feedback from the business roundtable and others that this will help create safer workplaces. But finally, Dana, keep this in mind. This is what we've got to do to get to the next phase of this pandemic response so that we can get through this and get back to normal once and for all. <laughs> oh, my God. That is such a sign of the to times. Yeah. Some Pajit telling me that he's going to totally restrict my personal freedom so that we can have a safer society. The founding fathers would be shitting their pants if they saw that. Can you imagine showing them that clip? It, it, yeah. I mean, you, you want to talk about a total betrayal of our founding philosophy. That's it right there. 
you, you, they keep saying this. Well, the data show that that, that it works. Um, well, first of all, just because it works doesn't mean it's moral or right. We can kill people to stop this virus. That doesn't make it right. But secondly, this has never been done before. What do you mean right. the data show that it works? We've never done this before. What data? Where? Oh, it, it works. The scientists agree. We've never done it. What are you talking about? And if, if these businesses are all thanking you for forcing them, to force this upon their employees. Why is this necessary at all? Why aren't they just forcing it upon their employees right. in the right. first place? Voluntarily, well, voluntarily forcing their employees. Well, <laughs> but at least it's their private arrangement. I disagree right. with that as a, but it's, it's a fundamentally different thing for a private contract to be um, agreed to or, you know, in, in right. that at way. At least you could leave the job. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, and I, <laughs> You just think of all this is the same. It's part of the same administration that was that was, well, the prior administration saying two weeks to slow the spread. That was the original claim. Then they said um, this administration came in. Remember back early in the early winter or into the spring. It's just 100 days of masking and then we'll then we'll get back to normal. And then it was well after everyone's had the chance to get the vaccine, we'll get back to normal. Well, now not enough people took the vaccine. So after we force your employer to make you get the vaccine or else fire you. Then we'll get back to normal. I mean, just get on the train. The train tracks go straight to normal. Don't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Just get in the damn boxcar. I know. They'll never bring you back showers. to normal. Yeah. Not <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't stop and say, okay, no, I've had enough of this staircase. I'm going back down the stairs. I'll see you later. They're going to keep dragging you up the staircase step by step, forcing you to do more and more things and trying to get you to blame your neighbor for saying enough is enough. And I love that logic. Well, we have to impose all these inconveniences on you, but it's actually your neighbor's fault because he didn't want to go along with it. So really, you know, you should blame him blame for him. what I'm doing to you. Right. They're trying to stoke violence against the unvaccinated, and then they're going to bury the story, the initial story, so that it looks like the unvaccinated population uh they initiated the violence on their own. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be like the Capitol riots all over. And then it's going to be like, Oh, Trump conservatives, violent running people down. Yeah. Australia is only a few steps ahead of us on the staircase. If we don't turn around and go back down the staircase, we're going to hear stuff like this very soon. This is um, Victoria premier, David Andrews saying that once everyone's had their chance at getting the vaccine, yeah, we're going to have a segregated economy and we're going to exclude those who refuse the vaccine. To protect the health system, we've got everybody locked down. We're going to move to a situation where, to protect the health system, we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. It's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus. That's what they'll be, that's what they'll be doing. But yes, there's going to be a vaccinated uh, economy and you get to participate that. You get to participate in that if you are vaccinated. Oh, my God. These people need to be stopped. They need to be stopped. This is outrageous. Yeah. How did we let this get this far? Don't people see what's next? What next is they say they say you have to vaccinate your children. They're about to FDA approve ages five to 12 for the vaccine. They're going to mandate that for everybody. And then they're going to say you didn't get your children vac vaccinated. You're a threat to your children. They're and now then state services, custody. And yeah. there's going to be state custody. And once you go to people's houses to try to take their children, they will blow your fucking head off out here because we aren't like Australians. Everybody here has a gun. 
actually they, they defensively, send, Susan. Yeah, that's legitimately defensive. defensive. They want they want to send like a fat chick and a tranny and a black person in a wheelchair to come take my daughter. <laughs> I will lose my fucking mind. I yeah, will lose my mind. But but you don't understand. The scientists agreed that it was necessary. Yeah, six scientists. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what are we gonna do? Um, you're going to start, we're going to have to just start saying no, it's no, no, no. And you're going to have to come to my house and do that crap. If you think you're going to, yeah, you, you make that, them actually really do what it. it is. Yeah. A few lingering questions about, um, about Joe Biden's speech and the mandate and some other things, um, to, to round out uh, our discussion of it. But you mentioned natural immunity and it is notable that natural immunity is not a part of this conversation at all. There's no consideration for you is let's say you had coronavirus six months ago and you have antibodies you are naturally immune they don't care you still must be forced to get the vaccine or get fired and the question is about that study that came out of israel that shows that you're 27 times more protected is it that high holy cow 27 times more protected from getting the virus if you've already had it if you have natural immunity nobody cares nobody's gonna let me use my antibody test right if if building immunity was the aim and that the scientists data are to be believed, then we really should put a high level of consideration, if not priority on that. And that's a question so pressing that even Dr. Fauci had to punt and say, "Mm, don't really have a good answer for you on that. I get calls all the time. People say I've already had COVID I'm protected. And now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case to them? You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. That's something that we're going to have to discuss regarding the durability of the response. The one thing the paper from Israel didn't tell you is whether or not as high as the protection is with natural infection, what's the durability compared to the durability Mm. of a vaccine? So it is conceivable that you got infected, you're protected, but you may not be protected for an indefinite period of time. So I think that is something that we need to sit down and discuss seriously because you very appropriately pointed out it is an issue and there could be an argument for saying what you said. Who gives a fuck what the duration of the natural immunity is because the vaccine wears off in three to six months and they're what? talking about booster shots yeah, why, why, why are boosters necessary if they are so, if the Holy vaccine shit. immunity is so durable? I know. <sighs> It is getting exhausting and frustrating. Um, We're not going to be able to reason our way out of this. We're not. No, no. I think you have a moral obligation to try until you can't. Um, Well, we've tried. I mean, we've tried. Nobody is going to force me to get vaccinated. It's not going to happen. What now? What do we do now? There aren't a lot of steps left on their staircase before physical force becomes the reality. That's true. And um, (laughs) I don't want to advocate for that because as soon as somebody on the right even defensively. No, and I wouldn't, but my point is they're an inch away from committing acts of force against you. They already are. They're doing coercive acts. They're not coming to your house and physically stabbing you, but they're, they're, this is treasonous. You know, we, we used to know how to deal with treasonous government officials. And now, uh, they just commit treason on a daily basis. What they did back in the day, my own bodily integrity. I'm criminal. I'm the criminal here. Yes. It's outrageous. Bodily autonomy means you get to kill a genetically distinct fetus. It does not mean that you get to avoid being stabbed against your will and injected with a foreign substance. Let's be very clear about what bodily autonomy actually means. These people are fucking satanic. You know what they they used to do back in the day that I disavow in full and would never have anything to do with? Tar and feather. Oh, yeah. That was wrong. 
Oh, Horrible. I got major tar and feather vibes when I was watching this. <laughs> you know, Wrong. It, when you think about tar no, and feather. You did not. You you're did right, right. not. But it doesn't sound like it's so bad until I saw that scene in John Adams. And I'm like, uh. wow, tarring and feathering, it, it kills you, right? You can, you can, <laughs> you can lower the temperature and nobody should ever, you should, th- th- this is all horribly wrong behavior that no one should ever engage. You should let them steal your children before you tar and feather anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. No, you, you just like burn the person's face off while they're screaming and then you feather the br- it's not like they're going to get the tar off of their mangled ass face they just <laughs> die uh in hollywood depictions susan in hollywood depictions only all right I just on a- pikes also has some merit just so. <laughs> i have a co- that was also in game of thrones it was an excellent fictional uh presentation Okay, I just I'm already behind schedule. So just a couple of things here. But um, if we really cared about immunity, we probably would care about natural immunity, since, again, the scientists agree that natural uh, immunity is actually much stronger. Um, why are we allowing thousands of unvetted illegal immigrants to cross the border weekly with no concern for their vaccination or immunity status? That question was asked asked to Jen Psaki by Peter Ducey, and she just confirmed that's correct. We're doing that. Requirement for people at a business with more than 100 people, and it's not a requirement for migrants at the southern border. Why? That's correct. Go ahead. Next question. With enforcement. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be clear. You you are now more heavily regulated and heavily monitored as a U.S. citizen trying to get a job or even maintain the one you have than you are an illegal immigrant or welfare recipient, at least in the drug testing arena. Border security is racist. Drug testing for welfare is discriminatory. But showing your papers to work an honest job, that's where the feds will step in. We can't have an honest buck earned for an honest day's work. That is where the feds draw the line. Do you think that we still have it in us to prevent this as a nation, as a people? God, I Do hope we so. we still have a revolutionary spirit? God, I hope so. But, you know. That's I, our last hope. That is the last hope. Yeah. Uh, if we just, we're not going to lay down to get out of this. We're not going to comply our way out of this. I, 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 all I'm advocate, seriously, all I'm advocating is just saying no. Just saying, nope, I, I, I'm not going to do that. You're going to have to physically force me because I'm just not going to do that. I'll see you later. What about all these retards with this normalcy bias that just keep acting like everything's going to be fine? Hmm. People still, even in, even in North Idaho, there's some, there are some people that are like, well, I got vaccinated. You know, I just did it. I just did it because I thought it would be the best thing to do. And I just want things to go back to normal. It's like, are you, are you listening to yourself? Things are never going to go back to Even normal. if you are vaccinated, you're going to have to start saying no to all their other demands. And 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 in particular, um, well, I think everybody has a perfectly valid reason to do it. But I think if you if you are vaccinated because you took the deal that you thought, I'm going to get the shot on the promise that things are going to go back to normal, you should feel especially violated. Right. You were sold a bill of goods. You were duped. You took a deal and they baited and switched you. You should be especially yeah. pissed off. Yeah. And you should be angry at yourself because of the weakness you've displayed. <laughs> there's a contact blonde form on the website if you'd like to send your it's true come on i'm gonna wear my mask i'm gonna take the vaccine here's my kid why don't you vaccinate my kid why don't you put them in 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 state camps why don't you indoctrinate them in public schools everybody has let this go too far we may be at an impasse and this is the last thing that i'll say uh because there's not a lot of polling on joe biden's move here out just yet polling 
prior did show Americans pretty evenly split on whether employers should mandate vaccines as a term of coming back to work in person. The polling was not conducted about whether the federal government should mandate that on employers. So it's I'm not sure what public opinion on this is right now, but there was polling recently that shows about a third, something like 30 percent of Americans are totally unvaccinated. Zero shots, not one, not two. And of those who remain unvaccinated, 83 percent say they do not plan to get the vaccine. This this reporting says life saving shots, but the vaccine. Um, what is that? Is that 70 million people? It it. It would imply that of the people who are remaining, they're they're pretty hardened in their perspective. So we might be at an impasse in terms of how far those people are willing to resist. OK, 70 million people or 80 million. I'm not good at math because girl closer to 70. OK, yeah. so we have 70 million people. If we lived in a country like Japan, they might be able to round us all up and put us in camps and stuff. But America, where everybody's got a gun, this country's huge. You want to try to round up some white trash Appalachians? Like, you go for it, federal government. Fucking go for it. Or ghetto black people that want nothing to do with this. Nobody's talking about that. Blacks well, are widely unvaccinated. I loved that part in Joe Biden's speech when he was uh, ripping the unvaccinated and also saying, he said something to the effect of... Um, the pandemic's effects are disproportionate on racial minorities. And it was like, yeah, who do, who do you think the people are that you're hating disproportionately, racially speaking? Yeah. Racial minorities who are disproportionately unvaccinated relative to white people. But mm -hmm. you want to act like so when it's white people who are unvaccinated, that's because they're dumb, stupid rubes and we need to get them in line when it's racial minorities who are unvaccinated. Well, that's because the pandemic disproportionately targets them because the virus is racist or something like yeah, that. I know. I know. Where it really is just black people that are, you know, suspicious of the government. And they're like, I'm not taking no MK ultra vaccination <laughs> and good for them. Yeah. Natural well, allies. See, I wanted to talk a little bit more about whether this is the line. We kind of talked about it. We are definitely behind on time. So I'll, I'll have to leave it there. We should take a break because um, I got more talk of the Wuhan lab coming up after this. So we're definitely oh. not done with coronavirus. I'll be brief with that, though. Um, over on Trovo, chubby stubby gifting subs. Appreciate that. <laughs> Let me um, open the treasure chest on DLive for people watching there. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for hanging out over on DLive. And we're good on the chats there. Daniel Kunkel, we've gone from two weeks to lower the curve to get the jab or you lose your job. How long till the goalposts are moved again and you have to get a booster to keep your job? Then after that, what? I know, Daniel. I know. That's exactly what we all should be asking. Yeah, it'll never end. Um, Evan M says, Anthony Blinken said the Taliban's government is not inclusive and has no women. Does that mean it's now official State Department policy to apply the Bechdel test to the Taliban? Am I saying that right? I don't know the reference, but I do know the story, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. It's a measure of the representation of women in fiction. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that story in a few minutes. Um, thank you for that. Uh, Mojack 420. Even with this movie being on YouTube, Super Chat won't let us say the name, so I have to spell the name. Uh, gay N-words, hard R from Outer Space. It's that's, Susan Approved, too. That's a real movie. Maybe one week we should just take a break from the nominations. Or not that I want to unduly influence the movie nominators. I am in the process of selecting the next one. If you want to just throw a bone in there of gay n-words from outer space sure yeah. i think it'll be appreciated and voted I, and Everybody i would eagerly should say watch it, it once a day for their own sanity <laughs> 
H.P. Lovecraft, vote yes in California on Tuesday for Larry Elder. That's one black cat I can even get behind. That's okay. That's what he said. Also, congratulations to Matt and Blonde for adding babies to the future of our people. That's so racist. Wow. Disavow. That's so racist, man. Disavow. Thank you, Lovecraft. Thank you. Slasher. How quickly those who spent five years calling everyone else a Yahtzee now are now calling the unvaxxed the real virus. Yes. We are the real virus. Look at that. Uh, Metal man. Hmm. Take everything from a man, leave him with nothing to lose, and you will create a true monster. That's what I fear. Look at all these unmarried men, these um, Brent and Terrence that we've created. And now we're going to say that they're uh, an actual virus that need to be oppressed by by their neighbors. You guys yeah. want to create a, a true militia of people? Dangerous. They're playing dangerous games. You the, the bear is poked thoroughly and they're getting closer and closer to the jaws. And uh, I, I, again, seriously, Susan, I, I say that with no joy. I'm just acknowledging the reality. The more that you try to exert top down national force against mm-hmm. people's will from thousands of miles away and destroy their livelihoods for non-compliance. You are creating conflicts, not them. Yep. Um, fiery Waco. Larry Elder should hire people in hoods and black uniforms to throw eggs at him. <laughs> um, Evan M said, is it just me or does our patience is wearing thin and your refusal has cost all of us sound something like Darth <laughs> Vader would say it is menacing. Totally. You remember the scene with Vader? I have altered the deal or whatever he says. That's exactly what we've, We've done a million times. So the scene with, uh, God, I can't remember. You know, Vader has a deal. That's not what we agreed to. I've altered the deal. My Star Wars memory is escaping me. But yes, the point is, these are these are scripts. These are lines from um, from villains in, in movies. These are not supposed to be American politicians. Yeah. Uh, should we circle back? We can. Uh, let me check on Tippy Stream before we do. And we'll get a couple of those. Before we talk about the Wuhan Virology Lab once again, over on Tippy Stream, let's see. Sid says, uh, "I'm excited to ride in the to ride the boxcars on our coming trip to the work camps to uh, for the for the uninjected." Well, I'll see you there, man. Sergeant Snow Ape says, "Cutting off uh, cutting people off from being able to earn a living and provide for their families constitutes those in power trying to kill you and your loved ones." It's time to recognize this. Prepare accordingly, apes. Well, sure. It's not as direct as as slitting your throat or something like that, but it is certainly negatively impacting your livelihood, negatively impacting the quality of your life, which could result in death. Certainly. And I I got a major kick out of out of all the contradictions in Joe Biden's speech. Did you catch the part where he was saying when he was saying, I'm going to get those governors out of the way? He was talking about how wrong it is for Ron DeSantis or Christy Nome or any of them to ban mask mandates in their schools and threaten the jobs of the people who are putting those in place. So Joe Biden's up there saying, well, <laughs> how dare you threaten the jobs of people who disagree with you? Never mind that the governors have the full authority to do that with the state employees that he's talking right. about. Yeah. Then he gets up there and says, if you disagree with me, I'm severing your job from yeah. this federal podium. Uh, the 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 double speak and the contradictions in the speech were amazing. The, the, the whole thing was a, a total logic void. But what else is oh, new? God. I guess I can't believe this. this is so disheartening. Jonathan says with the Canuck election next Monday, we're doing lockdowns failed. Change my mind with the People's Party candidates of at the U of U of. Oh, man, I'm going to butcher this golf golf. Sorry, a university 
And then there's University of Toronto on Wednesday. Queens U on Friday, 10 to 1 approximately. Purple wave. Well, that sounds promising. I look forward to see how that goes. Good luck with your Canadian vote. Incompetent Hand says, Matt becomes a dad. Uh, my dad, also named Matt, passed away. He was a Rachel Maddow fan. Clearly, I'm not. But in the end, I put on MSNBC for him because he taught people. He taught me people have the right to be wrong. Imagine if this country was raised by my dad. Well, um, God bless your dad. And that's that's a that's something of immense symbolic value. And I appreciate you sharing that story. You remember a time where we used to be able to say, yeah, I mean, that guy's like a little out there on politics, but he's probably not going to kick down my door and steal my kid if I disagree yeah. with him. <laughs> and we could just hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Not bygone era. And so it sounds like, you know, wh whether he enjoyed MSNBC or not, it sounds like your dad was a good man. And so thank you for doing right by him. And uh, thank you for preserving his memory and for supporting the show as well. Phil says women fighting each other in MMA has to be one of the signs of a dying civilization. Oh, uh, no toast. healthy. It's over. Or men fighting women, I guess he means probably. No healthy society would allow such things. The trannies getting uh, involved is just the icing on this particular Shitcake. Oh, so maybe he maybe he does mean no women fighting each other, and then trannies fighting is the worst. Is a, is a is another layer above. Um, I'm going to circle back to the rest of these. Thank you guys um, for your patience. We will come back to you. Oh God! Uh, toward the end of the show. Oh my God! For now, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. This We're is so talk. terrible. This is so terrible. Well, how are you, you staying positive? How how are you even? <laughs> I, because I have to laugh at this shit because uh, there's no other way to get through it because you can argue that Joe was trying to take the heat off of his Afghanistan botchery by making this move. Some people think that or just the rest of his failures. You could also argue that Joe took the heat off Dr. Fauci. Now that we had significant news about gain of function money going to Wuhan, that was conveniently buried this week. Recall this term gain of function research. This is the manipulation of animal viruses to be transmissible to humans. And it is suspected that this very sort of virus manipulation may be the origin of coronavirus at the Wuhan lab. Uh, recall that Dr. Fauci has persistently said that the U.S. never funded gain of function research in Wuhan, even though we know that we gave money to the Wuhan lab through a subcontract with EcoHealth Alliance. <laughs> And we know that the Wuhan lab does gain of function research. We also know that Dr. Fauci's NIAID gave grants to Dr. Ralph Barrick, who works with Dr. Xi, the bat, the bat lady in Wuhan, and both have worked on gain of function research together. So even if you, by the strict letter of the grants, we never did this, the, 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 the money trail is there. And money, of course, is fungible. And so we already had that evidence to say that Fauci probably lied to Congress on this issue when he said, Oh, we never, ever funded any gain of function at the Wuhan, uh, gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. Well, now there's even more. Let me redefine gain of function research. So yeah. Remember the back and forth battle with Rand Paul about what <laughs> depends on what your definition of is, is was that one essentially. Well, the intercept filed a freedom of information request and obtained 900 pages of documents detailing the work of eco health Alliance, which is this nonprofit that got NIAID grant money and then subcontracted to the Wuhan Virology Lab on a few uh, different, uh, uh, in, in multiple grants. But this package of documents that, that The Intercept got contains two previously unpublished grant proposals that were funded by Fauci's NIAID. One of the grants is titled, quote, Understanding the Risk of Bat Coronavirus Emergence. 
sounds relevant, and was led by <laughs> EcoHealth President Peter Dajic, who we know from the Fauci emails, personally thanked Fauci for challenging the uh, the bunk lab leak theory. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, for correcting this misinformation. There was an email saying explicitly that. This particular study screened thousands of bat samples for novel coronaviruses and the people who worked with the live animals. Other documents detail experimental work in Wuhan with humanized mice, though that uh, research was conducted at the Wuhan University uh, Center for Animal Experience. What the crap the, does that mean? They were, I don't, I don't actually know what the definition of humanized mice is, um, but what they're talking about is experimental work on viral transmission among mice with human characteristics, whatever that, that may mean. I have to defer to the lab science experts. Um, that research was at the Wuhan Center for, Wuhan University Center for Animal Experience, not the Wuhan Institute for Virology, so... Point of fact there, but the bat coronavirus grant provided EcoHealth with a total of $3.1 million. Again, EcoHealth is the nonprofit, sort of the intermediary bet- between Fauci and the Wuhan lab. But this grant included $600,000 subcontracted to the Wuhan Institute of Virology used in part for, quote, uh, to, quote, identify and alter bat coronaviruses likely to infect humans. Sounds immaterial again irrelevant again nothing to do we never funded any of this it has nothing to do with coronavirus okay the and the grant proposal acknowledges the dangers in this research quote field work involves the highest risk of exposure to sars and other coronaviruses while working in caves with high bat density overhead and the potential for fecal dust to be inhaled about the mice research uh, a molecular biologist speaking with The Intercept says, quote, the viruses they constructed were tested for their ability to infect mice that were engineered to display human type receptors in their cells. So, yeah. Can we transmit these viruses among mice which have human biological characteristics? Oh Contacted. Gosh, nobody cares about this. No, it's, it's buried in the news. And not only that we de- we sent this money there for this purpose, but that Fauci outright lied about it many, many times. And contacted by The Intercept, EcoHealth um, didn't even deny what this appears to be, that U.S. funding was sent to Wuhan for gain-of-function research. The company communications manager says, quote, We applied for grants to conduct research. The relevant agencies deemed that to be important research and thus funded it. So I don't know that there's a whole lot to say. That's not a denial. Oh, my God. I cried on the show last week. I can't do this again. I feel so broken. Wait, why did you cry last week? Were those happy tears or were they sad ones? Happy tears. No, oh, well, you need sad, sad ones to round it out. This is just, I, I just feel so <laughs> defeated. You know, I, uh, we did this. Oh. We did this. We but caused surely this if you just give the feds means, a little more, a little, check. a little more. Yeah. We caused this. And then the federal government used it as a way to enslave the people who are enslaving themselves voluntarily I know, and then turning against one another. This is so elegant. Well, it, it, we've talked about it frequently. If you really wanted to control a population and enslave them, the, the crack of the whip is a tried and true method. It surely is, but it's a lot more work and it's a lot messier than getting people to volunteer into that arrangement through the control of their own minds. And I get the contradiction there in saying that you volunteer for slavery, but you get what I mean. You you've been yeah. mentally conditioned. conditioned to accept that, state of affairs to accept that condition you you don't have to be particularly strong or particularly forceful if you can convince people to behave in the way that you want them to through this sort of manipulation that is dark 
That is evil. But is it, it I mean, is it, man, former uh, rosy, rose, 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 rose tinted lenses me, bright eyed me would have liked to believe that there's no possibility of that happening. But how can you deny that there's some level of that going on after the last year and a half that we've lived? You just bypassed the black pill and you just went right to clown pill territory. I know. I have to chuckle away. It's the only way. Asked by Peter Ducey if Biden would consider firing Fauci over this report, Saki says the NIH refutes the report. She says, quote, uh, NIH has never approved any research that would make a coronavirus more dangerous to humans. A reminder that there are previous and different coronaviruses than the existing one we're battling. Well, uh, granted, it's not substantiated that the coronavirus that is currently circulating the globe originated through intentional manipulation at the Wuhan lab. That is a, a step. It's a circumstantial a circumstantially reasonable step, but it's a step. Nobody's really making that claim. What we're saying is Dr. Fauci definitely lied when he said no U.S. money went to gain of function research in Wuhan. Yeah. Yeah. He perjured himself. That's clearly pretty definitively yeah. clear. They're still going to deny that. Well, what's more troubling is that there's uh, no investigation into the perjury and there are no consequences for the perjury. Either. Yeah. And and again, it's the same method from the White House, whether it's censorship on Facebook or whether it's forcing you to get the vaccine. All they do is they they work with or force some private actor to to handle this on their behalf. And they say, well, it wasn't us. I mean, we didn't do it. It was through a subcontract with EcoHealth Alliance. Uh, they did all that. Oh, we didn't censor you. We just told Mark Zuckerberg what to delete on Facebook. Oh, we didn't force you to get the vaccine. We just told Costco to fire you if you don't. They, they take this tactic, this cowardly tactic and everything that they do, in part maybe because they want to deny blame, maybe in part because it's more legally defensible. I, I don't know, but they keep doing it. And you sent me this one earlier, just one last coronavirus note, but people definitely need to hear this one. It's not that we need a lot more persuasion on this show and probably among our audience that the powers that be are intent on pumping up the fear porn and uh, padding the numbers to make you as scared as possible and to uh, to achieve their ends. Well, rarely we've, of course, documented a bunch of statistically uh, we've a bunch of suspect cases of uh, statistical categorization and, and things like that. Uh, We've, we've seen plenty of that, but rarely do you actually get to hear the powers that be say that that is in saying like, hey, how can we make the numbers as scary as possible? Hey, how can we inflate the numbers? How can we manipulate the public to believe um, what we want them to believe and to behave the way that we want them to? Well, thanks to a leaked Zoom a piece of leaked Zoom call footage obtained by National File, you can hear a doctor and other staff at New Hanover Regional Medical Center strategize about exactly that. This group runs 20 hospitals or the overarching uh, uh, business here runs 20 hospitals, clinics and offices in North and South Carolina. On the call, Dr. Mary Rudyke, is her name, is her name Rudyke? <laughs> Dr. Mary Rude Dyke. Fitting. Dr. Mary Rude Dyke tells the director of marketing and other hospital employees that she wants the hospital's numbers to be presented as uh, as more scary to the public. And she wants to convey the message that if you don't get vaccinated, uh, you're just going to die. 
as far as how we get information out to the community on meaningful numbers, we do that on a weekly basis. So that's on our website, and we've been sharing that through social channels as well, particularly those graphics that show the number of patients in-house, the percentage of them that are unvaccinated, the percentage of unvaccinated people in the ICU, and the percentage of deaths. I I guess my feeling at this point in time is maybe we need to – be completely a little bit more scary for the public. Then there's another comment, as I completely agree, there are many people still hospitalized that we're considering post-COVID, but we're not counting in those numbers. So how do we include those post-COVID people in the numbers of the patients we have in the hospital? I think those are important numbers, the patients that are still in the hospital, that are off the COVID floor, but still are occupying the hospital for a variety of reasons. Callan, we can talk offline and yeah. how we run that up to marketing. And- right. So <laughs> I'm just going to say, Callan, I think we have to be more blunt. We have to be more forceful. We have to say something coming out. You know, you don't get vaccinated. You know you're going to die. I mean, let's just let's just be really blunt to these people. <laughs> well, well yeah, let's talk offline about that, huh? Unreal. Oh, my God. If it's not clear, it's kind of confusing what they're talking about. But she's saying, hey, there's some people who were hospitalized after having coronavirus and they're now corona negative. But we should probably count them as corona hospitalizations so we can make this as scary as possible. They say that uh, they're recovered. Yes, they're no longer testing positive. My camera just did that weird zoom out. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. it's, It's fine. We can we can work with it, but. Um, you get a, a wide angle fisheye blonde bonus, <laughs> bonus late Ugh. show material. Anyway, the, uh, the hospital released a statement. They're not denying the authenticity of the recording. They're just saying, um, that the people in the video are stressed and weary about how, uh, dangerous coronavirus is. So you need to give them a break quote. The team members involved in this excerpt of an internal meeting are seeing the highest level of COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths so far in this pandemic. This was a frank discussion among medical and communications professionals on how we can more accurately convey the severity and seriousness of what's happening inside of our hospitals and throughout our communities. Get this. We continue to be concerned with the amount of misinformation in our communities. (gasps) liars and constantly strive for more ways to be transparent and to tell the whole story the continued rise of hospitalizations makes it evident that we have more work to do to reach our communities with these messages they're worried about the misinformation while strategizing on producing the misinformation oh my god oh my god this is so brazen nobody cares Mm. Well, uh, we man, I'll have to hurry through these last topics a little behind on time, but let's see if I can do it. I, I have to talk about the California recall because the great recall election is upon us set for this Tuesday, September 14th. Um, we will get to the state of the race in a moment. But first, Larry Elder was walking around touring the homelessness uh, and other decay in Venice. And this gorilla masked assailant followed Larry Elder and threw an egg at him. And punched his security guard upon the security guard's intervention. And then others followed further assaulting Elder Elder staff. Larry Elder also says there was a pellet gun involved. I can't see that in the video, but that's what he was saying on Twitter. She needs the Moldy Locks treatment. 
right you're right he's right about that i just uh, he's right that larry elder is not likely to get things done necessarily if he's elected into office but you have to remember in this in the context of california governance maybe not doing anything is a major win maybe just stopping these people from enacting their policies that's major win and you have to wonder dude you live in a homeless encampment in a decaying formerly beautiful united states city even if you think the democrats are ideologically right you have to look at your surroundings and think well even if larry elder i I don't agree with his ideas could it really get much worse than this 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 that surrounds me right now it was that chick white uh it's it's reported that she was but i don't she's not identified yet so a white woman Speaking in Ebonics with a gorilla mask just assaulted a black politician? Yeah, and yeah, and punched the security guard and all that. What is happening? It it looks like no statement at all from Gavin Newsom. He said nothing. Police are still looking for the gorilla woman. She remains at large. Um, Sources speaking with the L.A. Times say the case is being investigated for uh, as a misdemeanor battery, but not a hate crime because the woman gave no indication that she was motivated by hate, at least in the video of the incident. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva uh, believes the attack was a hate crime. He tweeted, question, how is this not a hate crime? Answer, because woke privilege means a white woman can wear a gorilla mask and attack a black man without fear of being called a racist. Where's the outrage from our politicians? The L.A. Times coverage was uh, particularly um, dishonest, but enjoyable on this topic. You'll recall the L.A. Times has been publishing all of these uh, Larry Elder hit piece op eds. They called him the black face of white supremacy, and they got a bunch of backlash for that. So they doubled down and called him the black face of white supremacy again. And they've implied or accused him of committing crimes and a whole sorts of other uh, all sorts of other things. Well, the first headline that they put out was... Um, Larry Elder cut short Venice homeless encampment tour after hostile reception. Just it was was just a a hostile reception. It was just a hostile, a hostile reception. That's all it was. And then they had then they followed up with this uh, this follow up story headline: LAPD is investigating altercation involving Larry Elder at Venice homeless encampment with a picture of what appears. If you just saw the picture, it looks like him grabbing a woman or potentially slapping her or maybe otherwise assaulting her. And they're just investigating an altercation involving Larry Elder. Not that Larry Elder was victimized, which no matter whether you consider that a hate crime or not, he clearly was victimized. Of course. The description there leaves open the idea that he was the aggressor in this altercation. And the woman who was actually embracing him, they were hugging or whatever they were doing. She, um, she was actually, she replied to the LA times personally and says, are you kidding me? You took this picture to make it look like Larry old elder is slapping me. He was attacking or he was attacked by a white female wearing a gorilla mask. Are you covering for racists? Disgusting. Oh my gosh. We, uh, we mentioned a couple weeks ago how the state of the race is tightening 
The aggregated polls on real clear politics, at least at the time, were showing a roughly 50-50 race for recalling Gavin Newsom. It now looks like the polls have maybe widened a bit in Gavin's favor, or at least that more polls have come out in recent weeks, and maybe this was the state the whole time, it's just the polling was inadequate. According to Real Clear Politics polling average, the no vote, as in not to recall Gavin and retain him, is up about 15 points in the aggregate, 56 to 41. And it should be uh, it should be noted that the polling has varied dramatically, though, from as high as 11 points in favor of recall last month to as high as 21 points in favor of keeping Gavin at the end of August. So given the spread, it's hard to say where the true numbers are. But remember, um, all that has to happen to replace Gavin Newsom is people have to vote to give Gavin the boot and he's gone. And if they do and he's recalled, the person who gets the most votes is the next governor. Even if that is Larry Elder with what he's pulling at currently uh, roughly a 20 point lead, like a third of the vote and a 20 point lead. So because the Democrats never took this seriously and didn't field a serious candidate, if Gavin is recalled, Larry Elder is your guy. If the polling is to be believed, man, so it could happen. I wouldn't say it's likely, but it could happen. I don't know. I mean, that would be a shot in the arm, wouldn't it? Oh, I would love it. I would love to see it. Um, uh, but given the polling and given the likelihood of fortification here, I am not going to predict that it happens. But certainly I will uh, watch eagerly on Tuesday. Really quickly, let's um, let's t- let's talk a little more based Taliban and then I have a hoax hate crime for you. But but uh, man, the Taliban... <laughs> painting over those george floyd murals getting rid of those i know this group of creatives in afghanistan they're called they're called the art lords which is super gay but anyway they've been going around painting a bunch of sjw murals and the taliban like first day on the job they're like nope and they're just going around painting over all of them um this group spent eight years painting all of kabul like all over the walls yeah also all sorts of paintings everywhere um murals and this week they painted over the George Floyd mural with Islamic victory slogans. So I got to say, good job, Taliban. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say here. Well, I have a feeling there's another one here that's going to warm your hearts to the Taliban just a little more. Um, the Taliban, this is not surprising. This is just the state of the Taliban. So I don't even understand why we would have ever thought anything would be otherwise but the taliban have announced their tentative government and shockingly they have not um shown the the commitment to the inclusive government that the state department and the international community demanded and expected secretary of state antony blinken voiced his frustration this week hey guys why aren't there any women in your government yesterday the taliban named a new interim government Despite professing that a new government would be inclusive, the announced list of names consists exclusively of individuals who are members of the Taliban or their close associates, and no women. Unbelievable. (laughs) What is wrong with these people? Well, on Friday, a Taliban spokesman responded on a news broadcast with an interviewer, and he was speaking, what's their, it's Pushto, is their language? I can't, I can't remember the name of their language. Anyway, he's speaking his Taliban language. And uh, I'll do my best to read along and make sense of it here, but here's the Taliban response. 
It's not necessary for a woman to be in the cabinet. Is it necessary that we should have a woman in the cabinet? The presenter says, why not necessary? Why is it necessary? Tell me the necessity. Aren't women half of society? We do not consider them half. What kind of half? The women of Afghanistan are those who give birth to the people of Afghanistan. And they educate them. And they educate them in Islamic ethics. What's so bad about having a woman be a prime minister? Why should it be? Answer yourself first. Why should that be? Well, why shouldn't it? I'll tell you why not. What a woman does, she cannot do... When a woman does that, she cannot do the work of... Hold on, let me back up. Make sure I get his point correct here. Um, what a woman does, she cannot do the work of a ministry. You put something on her neck that she cannot carry. Based. Yeah, so it, it's... Yeah, it is an interesting take. I mean, I have to qualify here and say, yes, the Taliban do horrible abuses of women. That's that's not denied. But there is an interesting point to be made here. The point that he's making is by putting women into a role that burdens them away from being natural mothers, child birthers, caretakers, you give them a weight or a responsibility that they can't bear and shouldn't bear. Right. Th that's his exactly. point. And, and I, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. There are things that we were made for and things that we're incapable of doing when you yeah. mess with this situation. Then you have uh, our society, our estrogenic society. Um, and look at all the problems we're having. You know, one way or another, we will return to patriarchy. And if that means that we get toppled by a bunch of Stone Age goat fuckers, then that's how it's going to happen. That's going to ha that's going to happen. <laughs> Which way do you want it, ladies? Do you want to wear burkas? Yeah. Or do you want to have a pink hair man kicking your ass and kneeing you in I the know. face? Which I one know. do you want? God. <laughs> do you guys want to get pregnant and get back in the kitchen? Or do you want some Muslim man to make you part of his harem? Yeah. If you can't if you can't get yourselves under control, somebody's going to come in and get you under control. Well, the interesting thing about his perspective, and again, I'm just taking the idea here. I'm not, the the abuse of women terrible, disavow, unironically, dead serious, disavow. <laughs> but 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 the perspective that he's just the idea that he's advocating there, it's not about. It, this is always presented as hating women and viewing them as inferior. The perspective that he's taking, you you certainly make or can make by a respect for women and their unique ability to be moms and to birth children and to care right. for those children. It's a, I'm witnessing it right now. It's an amazing thing. I can tell you right now, uh, my wife can, can take care of that kid in amazing ways that I can't, that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be there and, and, and I will be there. I have, I have a vital role too, but what I am saying is respect for her unique role in that arrangement is crucially important. I would never dismiss exactly. it and say, you know, things would be better off if you were like out, out in some high rise and we sent our kid to be raised by someone else. Exactly. I know they understand. And he said, women have children, they educate and they raise yeah. the next generation by, by educating them about our culture and our religion. And yeah. that's their job. That is their vital job. Um, as a society, we don't do that. Who's the stronger society? Um, well, I'm still going to take Team USA for the moment, but the trajectory, ugh, hard to argue with. I didn't say, what's the better society? <laughs> I said, what's the stronger society? What's the more cohesive, foundationally cohesive Well, society? we're getting taken over and they're booting people the hell out. So, man, how... <laughs> how what, oof, you're really putting me in a bind here. Okay, what, what nation is um, more 
representative of the foundational doctrine, Afghanistan or America? Uh, who what, has like what further from from who they are? As oh, people, well, as they're certainly uh, pursuing their stated ideals and vision more accurately than we are. That doesn't mean exactly. I agree with their stated vision or ideals, but they are. I, I can credit them with principled thinking. How about that? I know. <laughs> it's really weird how this has turned out. I mean, we have to think about our weaknesses and not only our weaknesses, but the weaknesses that uh, other nations that don't have the same problems that we do can perceive hmm. like that we give women too much power too much authority our society is too emotionally driven look at the fear you think that, that the taliban gives a fuck about coronavirus uh i yeah i don't know what their vaccination rate is or what their mask rate is among men who you know aren't yeah. wearing hijabs or burqas a thousand percent sure that they don't care about any of us yeah yeah well and and that that's a great irony too is it possible that in our never-ending quest to empower women which doesn't mean their freedom to make choices it means they have to go be professionals in the office building or whatever we want never-ending quest to empower women actually weakens women by taking them out of the role not necessarily that they belong the role that they want to be in by and large the role that most women find happiness in and and actually exactly. freely choose when left to their own natural inclinations do you know how frustrating it is for women that want to be moms but end up in some crappy marketing job just Failing constantly, failure, failure, failure. Mid-level management is like a, a, your success, and then you're you're forty and you don't have any kids, and you failed in the way that would have made you feel successful if you would have started when you were twenty. Yeah, it's retarded. It's not empowerment in the end. No. All right. Well, <sighs> let's talk uh, a little hoax hate uh, before we talk Sicario. <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I, I appreciate trading the spray paint for a knife. That's a, that's a step up. Early in the week, it was reported that police in Madrid, Spain, were searching for four hooded young men who attacked a young gay man and used a knife to carve an anti-gay slur into his butt in broad daylight, <laughs> like into his buttocks. Oh. And uh, this allegedly happened last weekend. The report said the attackers cornered this gay man outside of his apartment, shouting that he was a shit eater and a <laughs> maricone. A Spanish slur for a gay man. So whatever the equivalent, you know. So a shit-eating faggot is what they were Something like that. And that, the latter slur, Maricone, was <laughs> the one that was carved into his buttocks with a knife. Mm. A spokesperson for the Spanish National Police said at a press conference that the, um, this is the first assault of this kind that they've ever heard of, which uh, you know should be a red flag, but it was not. Instead, Spain's prime minister, Pedro Sanchez, which isn't that the name of Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> yeah. This is a different Pedro Sanchez. This one has political experience. He's the prime minister of Spain. And he says um, that hate has no place in our society. And he promised to continue working for an open and diverse country. Sanchez commissioned an emergency meeting of the country's commission against hate crimes or had planned one for Friday in response to the attack. Not sure if that meeting actually happened, but it definitely did not need to because the 20 year old whose butt was carved. 
<laughs> with a knife, not carved, you know, in ways he might other enjoy. Carved up with ah. a knife this time. <laughs> Uh, as of Thursday, says the the act was consensual. I'm not I'm not sure because the reports here say it was consensual. He made up the story, I guess. Um, it, it, that's what I understand. Was the carving fake? It must have been real because he says the act was consensual. So his butt was carved with the Spanish. Oh, stop <laughs> saying that. Why do you keep saying that? His, with the Spanish equivalent of the uh, anti-gay slur. It's just that that's not how it happened. So according to police reports, the unnamed man admitted to making up the story so he wouldn't lose his current boyfriend. It turns out the man was reluctant to report the carving to police and only filed a report after he was dragged to the police station by his boyfriend. The man claimed to have washed the clothes he was wearing during the assault. So I guess that's why there was no bloody evidence of what happened. Police were unable to confirm any part of the story after speaking with witnesses, examining evidence and reviewing uh, surveillance footage of the area. After Wait, finding- did he carve it into his own butt? That's what's unclear. He says it was consensual, which would imply someone else did it to him. And I think the reason that he didn't want his boyfriend to find out is because this sounds like some sort of um, masochistic activity he engaged in with somebody else. So he had to have an excuse for his boyfriend about why his butt says the Spanish equivalent of the anti-gay F word carved with a knife. What a weird story. So, so he was engaged in some like deep BDSM with some other faggot and he carved it onto <laughs> his butt and then he had to lie about his his other butt brother. It sounds like that's the case because after finding no evidence, police were able to convince the man to confess during a second interview. The man admitted that he created the false narrative in order not to lose his boyfriend, though no clarification on who actually did the carving. The man could face charges for filing a false police report. But officials and activists, of course, were quick to point out that hate crimes remain a problem and that one man's false report should not be used to trivialize the problem of anti-gay hate crimes and assaults. And so plans, planned protests against homophobia continued this weekend anyway. Sure, it was all fake, That's but we're going to so go out stupid. and protest it anyway. It's not clear if the man is still together with his boyfriend or perhaps there was a romance severed. Because some guy had a normal night on the town having people carve anti-gay slurs into his ass. Oh my god! Who hasn't been there? Give him a break. What? What? Oh, wow! <laughs> they really took ass play to a new level, didn't they? <laughs> I I really I wanted to see a video story or just some relevant imagery in this story. It's not out there. There's no interview of them that I could find. There was nothing. Oh, so we just have to rely on the text description. Ugh. All right. Uh, you ready for the movie review? Yeah, I guess. All right. Let's. Uh, is, is it possible the movie review is is like this is a black pill movie? But is this the weakest black pill? Anyway, it's time for the movie review. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man. We'll finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. So, of course, our uh, well, our, our movie this week is Sicario. And um, our, our movies this month are nominated by listener James. And James offers his thoughts on why he picked the movies he did last week, of course, was the thing. This week with Sicario, he said, I wanted to put a Dennis Villanueva movie on the list. Am I pronouncing that correctly? The director, mm-hmm. Dennis Villanueva? We'll go with that. 
I almost chose Blade Runner 2049, but I figured that would piss everybody off. That would have pissed me off, but I would have yeah. watched it nonetheless. Uh, this is a better movie anyway. Very entertaining and brutal commentary on the war on drugs. A fun black pill. So do you wait, want to wait, wait, before we go on? I do not understand how the movies are getting picked. It just occurred to me today. So James oh. nominated for the whole month and then the, so, uh, the audience voted. Right. So each month. A lucky person out there is getting selected and they'll send me eight movies that they're nominating and then the audience votes on the eight. So each week. So we have to watch four of their eight movies. Right. Exactly. Oh, I don't like this. We're going to have to talk about this. What? Why? Well, we'll figure it out later. We'll we'll talk off air about that. Yeah, just like yeah. the uh, hospital meeting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to figure out how to manipulate the audience. Should I go first one. about this? OK. You so can if you, I, yeah. With my husband, I was like. We got to watch this movie Sicario. And he was like, we watched that like a year ago. You hated it. <laughs> and I was like, I have no memory of watching that. And he's like that chick with the butt face that was in that movie that you like with with uh, Meryl Streep. And I was like, the devil wears Prada. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a gay man. He's like, but you watched it. <laughs> so we watched it again. And I didn't I didn't hate this movie. OK, mm. um, on paper, you would expect me to like it. It is a tale of a. Uh, female incompetence, a woman, a childless woman in her 40s who has chosen the career path and her vices and obsession with the rule of law nearly cramp everybody's style. But she can be relied on to bang some random dude at a bar. <laughs> yes. Um, relied upon enough that, that they were able to bring their plan to fruition because they're like, oh, she's just going to be some kind of drunk whore. So <laughs> this will totally work out. Yeah. Um, and then there were some interesting themes about uh, who really is the immoral one. I think in many ways, mm. Kate was the villain of this. She kept fucking things up, you know? Interesting you say that because that was a key piece of um, of of my review and an interesting theory that a listener sent to me that I want to mention. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I was thinking Alejandro, you know, he had um, he had vengeance in his heart because horrific things had happened to his family. And he did kill two children and the mother, but it was vengeance. It was, it was like mafia style vengeance. It made me feel whole. And so I found myself really liking his character. I was like, is he supposed to be the villain? Because this dude is the only person that can be trusted in this. I, I you love know the, what he's going to do. I love a good murder quest like that, a good vengeance yeah. quest. And it was a good vengeance quest story, but yeah. Carry and on then um, I, yeah. I like the theme of uh, the our government being corrupt, like alphabet mm -hmm. agencies just indiscriminately going into Mexico, lying to their officers about what they're doing, um, may, having strange bedfellows uh, with, with Colombian mercenaries and such. It's like this is the kind of stuff that our government would be doing. And I would like this on paper. Um, however, I just felt like if I said that I liked this movie or that I loved it, it would merely be because they had created a somewhat realistic female character in that she got her ass kicked by dudes all the time. She was highly incompetent and wasn't cut out for the workforce. Um, and she was a, a rule following square slut. So <laughs> yeah, that was the one rule she didn't follow is you yeah. know, get married and uh, keep get it married and have kids. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, if I like this movie, that's, that's really the only reason just because they, they made a realistic female lead and didn't do any of this feminist shit, which I did appreciate. However, I just, I was really worn down by the, the mediocrity of this film. I just so thought it was acoustically mediocre. What would your wiki rating be? Were you to give I it? I gave it a three. Okay. 
I hate it. I mean, I like the cinematography and I, I like a good cartel flick and mm-hmm. I really liked the the horrific violence that was on my level and everything like that. Uh, on paper, I should have loved this movie. And, you know, I can't even figure out why I did not love it. I, I don't know. It we are on almost an identical wavelength on this movie. Really? It's, it's like you. Huh. Yeah, it's like you scooped the thoughts right out of my brain, which has me oh, freaked okay. out a little bit. No, I did not read anything that you wrote. Yeah, because I had almost um, identical thoughts in that this was yet another movie where I look at it and I think I'm I'm supposed to like this movie. Yeah, I should like this movie. All the themes are right up my alley. It has cool gunfights. It has cartel violence, but it just great acting too. it just felt like a chore and I didn't enjoy it, even though. As I said to close the summary there, lessons on the feds were appreciated, but the entertainment and the enjoyment factor were lacking to me. And the best parts of this movie, which there are redeeming um, pieces of it, certainly the the depiction of the feds was on point because the feds are all either evil or incompetent. You mentioned how Kate is totally incompetent. I don't need to repeat what you said because I agree in full. Her one (laughs) shining moment, her one contribution was a botched attempted boning of a rando from the bar that was her yeah. shining moment and th- <laughs> and then um but on the other side the, the others are evil the the moment where um matt graver josh brolin's character admits the truth to her and says yeah um i know you think we're like fighting the cartels we're actually trying to control one cartel because that's really what we do all we can do is hope for order by us propping up one cartel in mexico at the expense of the others so that we can control them uh, that that made me laugh out loud, even though it yeah, was, yeah. not not at the movie. The movie they did a good job depicting it. It was just like that's that's on point. We're doing that all. Like, the, yeah. We're we're trying to do this control scheme all over. We think we're fighting moral fights, but are we fighting for morality or are we fighting for control? We that's really have true. to think about that. But then you have to think: um, is that even an immoral stance from the government? Because they yeah. they went through that whole diatribe about how twenty percent of Mexicans and Colombians are addicted to cocaine. It's yeah, that an was the same part scene. of their culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that the the point there was, you know, we're we're not going to go in and tell all of these people that they have to get off drugs. There's going to be cartels. They're going to be warring cartels. We're not going to be able to change that. So, isn't yeah. the best thing that we can possibly do? Uh, is try to manage the chaos, manage the violence. So, so all of these men were being logical about it. And I, I appreciated that they weren't made to be, to look like the evil ones because they really hmm. weren't. They were thinking, you know, Mexicans are going to Mexican and this is going to be how it's going to be. And let's <laughs> yeah. just kind of try to manage it the best that we can. Um, whereas she was like, no, we can't do any of this. And I can't believe that scene where she comes out of the tunnel and she just attacks. Um, yeah. It's, uh, that's Josh right Brolin's character. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, what did you think was going to happen? You blindly signed up for this mission that you clearly were unqualified for. Um, and well, and she thinks it's because of the prowess and accomplishment that she's shown. In reality, right. they say that's our uh, that's our bar bait right there. Get that yeah. lady. In here. Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, kids? And she wasn't like suspicious at all. Yeah. The mm-hmm. um, the depiction of the Mexican cartels, as you mentioned, was on point. It is very tempting and comforting to think that the scenes like finding the bodies in the walls or the dismembered corpses hanging in Juarez as they're driving their convoy through that those are exaggerated uh, or something They're They're not. In fact, exactly that happened in 2019. There were decapitated bodies dangling 
from a bridge um, in a city west of Mexico City in 2019. Also, I'll reference once again, if you've listened to the show for a while, the worst video I've ever seen. The most difficult, grueling, grotesque, gruesome video I've ever watched is a compilation of Mexican cartel violence by uh, our friend and listener El Vicero 555. I've linked it from my review. Again, I'll stress if you watch Are it. Are you it, serious? You linked it from your review? But I, but I, but I, I qualified it very heavily. If you click on this and you watch it, understand it's going to mess up your day. But if you want to know what, life, if you want to know what sort of things are happening just south of the border, if you have a curious mind, um, you can watch that video and know that it gets worse as it goes. Don't watch it. So, Don't watch it. I, it's not for everybody, but you know, just so people have a reference point because people email me. But you didn't um, even watch that video that was sent to us with the guy castrating himself. No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that one. See, I didn't watch the Mexican cartel violence one, but I did watch the self-castration video. <laughs> Stop All right, maybe sending me this stuff. One day we'll people. trade and we'll, we'll each <laughs> no, watch the other one. I don't, I don't, why do I want this? I, I think there about was, that when I'm like walking down the street and I'm like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> get it out of my brain. I, I also appreciated just the depiction of kind of our futility of the attempts to control yeah, countries. Yeah. You hit on that point. So I won't go over that again. What what ruined this movie for me, maybe ruined is too strong of a word, but what made this a less enjoyable watch to me? Kate Macer, um, Emily Blunt's character is just insufferable. I cannot stand this lady. We mentioned her incompetence and her. I, I can't stand the fact that she consistently fails and then spends the rest of her time chain smoking, contemplating the moral failures of others. Lady, look at yourself. You're really yeah. annoying. And then she has one moment. She she could redeem herself, but she bitches out and signs the paper and then she could take the shot. And she doesn't take the shot. And then even more unsatisfying, Alejandro, who had previously warned her, hey, bitch, don't ever point a gun at me again, allows her to point a gun at him again. And he doesn't shoot her. He should have killed yeah. her on the spot. Watching her, her spot. take one between yeah. the eyes would have been the most satisfying ending Fine this movie could have ever movie, yeah. had. And it didn't have it. So that kind of I boned agree. me out. I, I liked that ending scene, though, because it showed that she lacked courage and she lacked integrity. Yeah, and isn't that the whole point? Kate's and, the villain. And so that's, yeah. And I, I linked a video that breaks that theory down really well. And, and you can get that in the review. Um, and I, I think that's important to think about. It might be correct because I was wrestling in my head of like, I'm thinking is, is demonstrating female incompetence and unsuitability for this kind of combat venue. Is that the point that they're making? That can't be, this is coming out of Hollywood. That can't be the point that they're making. And so Kate actually being a villain seems like more of a plausible theory. You know, something I will say that I loved about this movie, um, it trusted the audience. Uh, how so? It didn't it didn't tell you that Kate was the villain or Alejandra mm. was the villain. It didn't tell you that what they were doing was wrong or what they were doing was right or that she suited for the role in the FBI. It wasn't a commentary on, on any of that. It was like, here's the storyline. Here are the characters. You figure it out. And I yeah. like a movie that's not being spoon fed to me. I can see that. Uh, the th- other thing that brought me down, I, I fully understand the point of the movie is the pointlessness. That is the point of the movie. The endless right. war on drugs that is hoping not for resolution, but just for control. A family is slaughtered only to be avenged by another family slaughtered. A Mexican That's police true. officer is killed. And then the closing scene is what his his fatherless son playing soccer with someone else's family being slaughtered by the gunfire that you can hear off in the distance. So exactly. I get it yeah. that despite all of this effort, I mean, it's all wasteful and destructive. It seems like the obvious theme of the movie. It doesn't mean that I enjoyed watching it, you know, and and maybe this v- movie true, is yeah. kind of a victim of the time to me in that. Good Lord, I don't need more black pills right now. That's that's why it kind of just 
was an annoying watch to me. Maybe, maybe yeah. in a happier time, I would have enjoyed it more. Certainly, if you just erase everything cool that happened in this movie happened despite Kate. Like if Kate was just not there or someone else, I feel like I would have enjoyed it way more. No, um, it, it kind of needed to be her, though. Maybe. Uh, and I did love that Benicio del Toro speech um, where he was telling her that she needs to downsize her life and get a less exciting life, move to a small town because she's not <laughs> yeah. a wolf. Yeah. Uh, and I like that he that he took pity on her because she reminded him of his weak child daughter. Ah. Uh, it's like, yes, like th- these men, these masculine men dealing with issues way above her head, were seeing her in the appropriate light, mm. which is that you know, she could be used for sex and she was a broken woman um, and that she was a naive. You're going to think I'm crazy and the audience will too, because I brought up this same point as being annoyed with in Dr. Strangelove, but I watched this movie on a totally different TV with a proper sound bar setup. Totally different. Was it just me or were the sound levels in this movie atrocious? The, the sound mixing was really bad. Like it would be like the, the, um, the fight sequences and stuff would blast my speakers and then yes. turn subtitles on for the dialogue. I'm like, shake my house. And then I'm sorry, what, what were they just saying in the dialogue? I couldn't hear it. Cause there was a mouse in the wall of the house over there. Yeah. I, I was really like annoying. raging, cranking it up and, and, uh, and, and dropping the volume down. But I must be wrong because friend of this show, uh, Michael Schlecht informs me this movie was nominated for an o- Oscar for uh, best sound editing. So I must be wrong. Is are both of our sound setups terrible? Mine's I used, good. I have a good sound bar on that TV setup and, and it's, that's not, I don't know. Maybe I'm the crazy one. In any case, I feel like maybe I've talked us into or talked myself into liking it a little bit better than I rated it. I rated it as a two. So I'll go with a two. That's so funny. Cause I put, it's definitely a no for me, dog. There you go. A no for me, dog. I put yeah. two uh, uh, out of five wikis, and then I wrote my review, and then I went back and changed it to three out of five. Wikis. Okay. Maybe it's closer to a three. I mean, there, there's stuff I found redeeming about it, but at the end of the day, I found it, just, it was more of a chore for me to watch, and it, it was depressing to watch. It was so and it depra- just So it just didn't yeah. sit right with me. I'm like, what a week. Let's end it with watching Sicario. And I did not know it was called Sicario. And so I'm like, babe, let's watch Cesario. He's like, it's not <laughs> called that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know this movie is, is what happened to the vote on this? Do we have not a lot of people voting yet? Nobody, basically nobody's voted. Well, the early vote is hundred percent five stars, but almost nobody's voted. So may, did I link this wrong? Or maybe nobody went over to vote just yet. You can go vote and submit mm-hmm. your, uh, your own Sicario rating. If you would it's like. because we changed the way that we do the segment. Now no one gives a shit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it could be. Maybe the segment's running its course. I don't know. We will evaluate. Uh, next week we're watching in Bruges. Uh, you know, which- the, my thing about this, though, we're going to have an, an on-air discussion right now. Um, my thing about this, though, is the whole point of this movie movie thing was so that you would watch movies that everybody's seen. Uh, yeah, but... Are we and we're going to end it? up watching all these obscure movies. I mean, I'm happy well, about it. We we have to we've had one audience nominator so far, you know. It's it's James, possible. Get it together. Did did you ruin it, James? No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean we either oh, have people to, are saying the poll is broken. Is the poll broken? Yeah. What happened to it? I don't know. Let me let me try to vote. And uh if if it's broken, I will fix it after the show. Let's no see what happens. No caps lock, you guys. If I Oh, it is. It is totally broken. I submitted a two wiki vote and it doesn't show up. So unfortunately, we don't have an accurate view on the audience vote here, which 
also means we might have a problem with the next. Oh, okay. So the, the next movie vote is not broken. People are able to vote on that. I will fix the audience vote. And I'm sorry about that. Next week we're watching in Bruges. Um, so we, so, uh, we'll have in Bruges next week. And then the, the week after that is the final nomination from listener James before we refresh for October. So his remaining nominees are the assassination of Jesse James by the coward, Robert Ford green room, the straight story, Paris, Texas, and good time. And then we have a uh, new nominator after that. And we'll see what October brings us. Remember, um, who's if the you, new nominator? It's not a chick, is it? I have, I've, I've been in contact with this person, so I don't know what the movies are yet, but this, this person is aware of the selection. And just don't for your reference, mess it up. Don't just for your reference, up. so you guys can expect when those emails go out, so you can check if you're the lucky winner. They'll go out roughly the, roughly this time, like the tenth through the twelfth of every month. So I have plenty of lead time to get the movies prepped for the next month. Um, but if you would like to read my weekly movie reviews and. Submit your own rating for the movie when the system isn't broken like it is right now um, and where you can comment uh, and tell me how wrong I am and vote for the next movie coming up as well as sign up for the chance to be the lucky movie nominator of the month like James is this month. Uh, that's over in my weekly movie review column uh, links on the web- homepage of the website as well as in the description com. You can find it there. All right. We have mm. chat to get to. And then we'll call we should it a just show. let my brother do it and then let the audience vote on my brother's picks. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I definitely want to. I have my own list, too. At some point, I would like to submit my own list so that we can reverse the roles that happened prior. And you can hate the movies that I love. That might be fun. Uh, OK, I'll go out and say right now, I didn't like Dumb and Dumber. Uh, that's OK. I, I'm, I've fact, heard you say if you don't like Dumb and Dumber, I can't be friends with you. And I was like, ooh. I, but yeah, but my brain is tired right now. And I'm trying to <laughs> so I'm trying to finish the show. So I'm not putting okay. up a fight. Dumb All and Dumber is right, a fantastic movie. You heard it. If if you wear him down for two hours, he won't put up a fight. So, <laughs> uh, D. Beetler Doug says, vote PBC, People's Party of Canada, to free Canada from tyranny of the liberal conservatives. Um, yes, Blonde, the PPC will fix the jab issues inflicted upon us. Everyone needs to give up on government bailing you out hmm. not gonna happen not gonna happen in canada not gonna happen in the united states sure shit isn't gonna happen in australia do you want to know uh, a huge irony susan works in mysterious and cruel ways what the system's back are you serious after my lovely wife has gone through and manually copy and paste all the chats <gasps> the system is back so let's use her uh or her her contribution tonight Sorry, girl. Oh, man. And Mrs. Christensen. That's a bummer. That's okay. Uh, she likes watching the baby, so I'm sure she she won't be mad. How is he? is he? Is he being a good boy? Uh, yeah. He, he can't eat and poop enough, so no troubles so there. Great. We took him is to the pediatrician like, uh, on Monday, and he said oh, it's all good. Yeah. Nice fat baby. Yeah. Um, that's so good to hear. Uh, Zion Marmu says, 20 years ago, I never would have imagined I'd have a higher opinion of the Taliban than my own government and mm. president as an atheist. I never thought I'd have a higher opinion of Islam than Christians. Well, you do need to convert to Christianity. I'm coming around on on Muslims, but I am a Christian, you know. So I don't know what to say about it. Laurel says, <laughs> Strange oh, Laurel, times. Yeah. Uh, will you email me? I need to have a call with you about um, something. Been living with my new boyfriend for about a month now, despite or doing my best to follow the five trad wife rules. Mm. Cook, clean, have sex, don't talk back, don't spend boyfriend's money. But if you're cooking, cleaning, having sex, and not talking back, don't you get to spend some of the money? I think that's usually the arrangement, but, you know. We're, no. 
we're talking about light prostitution. Spend some of the money. Just don't buy <laughs> things like shoes. Uh, Stogies and boomsticks. Uh, Matt, congrats on the birth of your son. Quick question. Given I can tell you are a grand Biden fan, when changing your son's diapers, do you tell him your butt's been wiped? Probably need a button. Do you remember that Biden? Ga- we didn't cover it on the show, but he walked out in front of uh, the press at, at, in front of Air Force One or whatever aircraft. And it sounded like he walked up and said, my butt's been wiped. And then he walked away. It was a very bizarre Biden moment. But I think he was saying it was never confirmed what exactly he said. And it was hard to hear because of the aircraft. But my butt's been wiped is, is a plausible interpretation. How bizarre. Yes. Yeah. Evil Zombie Toe. In the 2002 Muppet Christmas movie, during the World Without Kermit scene, you can see the trade centers are still standing. Something Kermit did in this universe caused the 9-11 attacks. I, I agree. That, that must be it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nuckin' Futz. Yeah. Last week, I wanted to say congratulations to Matt and his baby mama or his wife also. Yeah. Susan wouldn't let me. Anyway, congrats. We live in clown world now. So hope you can keep the boy out of the circus train on pew pews and butter cutters. That's the plan. We shall see. <laughs> but uh, thank you for the well wishing. Appreciate it. I bought PN. Hey, remember when ISIS K was ISIS JV? I guess they've graduated. Yeah. What the hell is ISIS K? That is the that's the ISIS variant that wants uh, control of this particular region of Afghanistan and Pakistan that they refer to. The name of that region is something that starts with a K. I forget what the term is. That sounds made up to me. I don't think that's real. It did conveniently come out of nowhere as soon as they needed uh, a scapegoat. Yeah. They're like, remember ISIS? ISIS is a thing again. Yeah. Like what? Incompetent Hands Blonde refers to the alien and Terminator movies as female leads done right. But I think you mean not annoyingly. Sicario is a female lead done realistically, which is mm. to say incredibly annoying. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a that's correct. That is correct in common hands. Mm. Austin Olson, Baby O update had the gender reveal one year anniversary party today. Baby O is a boy. His name is going to be Axel James Olson. Well, congratulations. And that congratulations. is a uh, that's so sweet. That is also a, a quick and efficient schedule as well. So congrats yeah. on marriage and the kid. That's that's good. <gasps> Uh, stop to madness. A lot of this gender confusion can be traced to steroid use. It's starting to become not exactly rare with the special forces community. See also hmm. Bruce Jenner. Who knows? I don't yeah, Maybe that. I don't, know. I don't know. It does seem like an odd career path. Special forces to tranny female ass kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Robin D. Banks. Come on, man. We saw them swirly corn pops come in and transgenocide the crops with the whirly in the Wyoming. Wait, where am I? Tell those kids to turn down that darn music. That's a direct quote. Come on, man. That sounds about right. Uh, Nathaniel McLaughlin. I'm embarrassed for us McLaughlins everywhere. I do wear a kilt, but thanks to Rona, little action on the Scottish Highland Games front as of late. Mm. Um, And my brother wears a kilt. Does he? He wears a house kilt. Uh, do you, you guys have like Scottish heritage, don't you? We are. We are descendants yeah. of Scottish royalty. Oh. Everybody's descendant of a royal family if they really look into it, I think. Huh. Um, the other side is just like a servant trash. <laughs> um, yeah. Robin D. Banks. Uh, did I read that? No. Blonde, you've got it all wrong. They aren't making you take the vaccine. They're just forcing you to suffer in poverty if you don't take the vaccine. Do you see the difference? 
I do. Way different. Thank you for the clarification. Totally I want to be as accurate as possible. Uh-huh. Esoterica Unbound. Biden's vax mandate is the most nakedly cynical political ploy I've ever seen. It isn't about protecting people or even getting them vax. It's about pitting Americans against one another to distract from what the country is actually unified on. Revulsion at Joe's criminal incompetence in Afghanistan. The societal rifts created by this will take a generation to heal if it happens at all. Exactly. Yeah. Cynical. Yeah. Cynical. Boogeyman says, I doubt it. Yeah, you guys want to come after some dumpster defenders to get the jab? You think those people give a shit? Although they're in jail. They probably had to get it. Speaking of, tomorrow's the day. I know. The trial begins. The I doubt it trial begins tomorrow morning, I believe, 9 a.m. Central. I bet you're going to be, you're going to watch it live. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it live, but I will definitely follow what happens. Evan M, after some people did something on 9-11, we blew trillions trying to civilize a bunch of Stone Age peasants, but the real tragedy in the wake of 9-11 was the fact that some people were uncomfortable. I know. That's true. Never forget. Never forget. Son of the Wolf, it's weird sitting here watching you guys talk about the fall of Western civilization while I'm looking for an engagement ring for my soon-to-be fiancé. I'm definitely building a compound after we're married. You know, the thing about this is that you just have to, I'm about to start trying to have another baby and every fiber in my being is telling me not to. But I'm going to I'm going to do it because no, that's exactly the right path. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to make fear based decisions because I'm afraid that my tyrannical government is going to over further overstep their bounds. Yeah. We have to keep doing what we were going to do and just pray every day that God will give us the strength to get out of this situation. Yeah. If so they control saying, even that aspect of your life, they yeah. really have one in full. And, um, you know, even if even if the. uh the mushroom clouds of the apocalypse do come for us. And um, Eric Swalwell is right. And they do come and nuke us. You want to watch those mushroom clouds rocking on your porch with your family. Uh, you don't yep. want to be doing that drinking alone. So you're yep. making the right moves. Seagram's gin. Uh, please don't take the bait. They need us to start it so they can use it as a means to justify what they respond with. Wait, we have to tell We have to let them take the first piece. Did, am I illiterate? Uh, no, I understand. I understood what he means there he's he's just saying oh, don't right, right, be right, right. don't be overzealous in your reaction they're exactly. trying to provoke and i do agree that there's there's a trap being set and that's why the sincere piece of my advocacy is just just say no and just walk away nope see ya you're gonna have yep, to come actually forcibly assault me if you want yeah. this to continue you make yeah. them do that Stephen delay pretty sure jab laws are illegal under the right to medical privacy established with roe v wade my body my choice yeah we're not going to get out of this because of legal or constitutional protections they clearly don't give a fuck no you don't understand the penumbra right to privacy only covers <laughs> fetal murder it yeah. does not cover being forcibly injected with a foreign substance against your will ben riley if you live in the st louis area there's a freedom rally on 918 at sylvan springs park Let's get organized. Dio da Vinci. Mm. Dio Vindici. Did I say that right? Sylvan Springs Park Freedom Rally, St. Louis, 918. That would be next Saturday or this coming Saturday. I kind of miss St. Louis. I probably shouldn't have dumped on it publicly for like many years. <laughs> uh, Pep says, Dictator Joe is making me think that I still don't have enough ammo, happily unvaccinated and plan to stay that way. Right on, dude. Or broad. I don't, I don't know. Thank you, Pep. Appreciate it. Thank you. David Kurvich says, never forget, Jacobson v. Massachusetts was a gateway for states to justify sterilization of undesirable citizens. That's the road we're traveling. We are the undesirable citizens. Everybody needs to start thinking about that. Nathan Bullock, it's not a staircase, it's a stair machine, and they uh, just relabel the steps every rotation. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's a weird, yeah, a stairmaster, or maybe there's an escalator metaphor in there. I don't know. 
But yeah, you might be onto something. Drew says, congratulations on the kid. Here is 10 bucks for some heroin. Everybody knows that uh, <laughs> developing a horrible drug addiction is the first step to being a good parent. Um, Keeney says, is it surprising that Congress, the judiciary, and the staff of each of those branches are exempt from Biden's order? No. I've seen some con- uh, yeah, I've seen some conflicting information on this stuff, too, because there were reports that the postal workers are also exempt. That their union got them that deal. So. 15 minus hmm. 6 equals 15. CDC reported that 74% of COVID cases in Barnstable County, Massachusetts, were fully vaccinated, and the vaccinated are just as likely to spread the virus. That was that gay thing, wasn't it? I think this is different. That was the uh, that was on. Oh, where was that? That was Bear Week in that one city in Massachusetts. Uh, But I think this is something totally different. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe remind me why I should submit to an experimental human gene therapy trial. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Evan M. You know how a girlfriend can look cute when you first meet her. But after six months, the mask has come off and she just looks and acts like a complete cunt. That's how I feel like Jen about Sen- Jen said. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you might be right. I think you're right. That actually is the same case. Mm, the Cape yeah. Cod case. Yeah. Son of the Wolf. Labor's union in Washington State is requiring the jab. 40,000 members unjabbed, so looking at losing over 50% of their workforce. You know, if we all stick together on this and actually don't get the vaccine, uh, entire industries will collapse. And it will be hilarious for Even all. Even if don't only you a fraction stay that way, then the labor shortage that's been negatively impacting all sorts of industries for a long time. The labor shortage is going to get much worse. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Keeney, it's um, it's just washing hands. It's just masks and distancing. It's just working from home. It's just the vax. It's just two shots. It's just boosters. It's just every few months. It's just twice daily pills. Everyone needs to think about where this is going. You are right. Yiz, the eunuch blonde was right. I am that white trash hillbilly Appalachian. Us <laughs> hill folk have been ready for the union to come back eight generations. Come at me, fed boys. <laughs> Fucking right on. Right on. You know, it would be so funny if ghetto black people and white trash bailed America out of this shit. It I would, would never be, stop laughing. Im- imagine if Civil War II was, yeah, like a, <laughs> a neo-Confederate urban black people alliance <laughs> we're statistically headed that way this is that how would be so great <laughs> you know with all the division the racial division that they're um that they're instilling in us uh wouldn't that be something if the races came together the poorest of all the races to wow. murder the elites and it's not we're really not far off from that i love it, it. we're heading that i way. love it uh w scott says long time watcher first time tipper what are you guys doing regarding public schools now that you have kids uh homeschool yeah i'm I'm pretty much out on the on the idea of public schools in general but specifically the public schools here i i I wouldn't be able to send my son to the public school uh to the public public school system that exists in bozeman right now they've been doing all this mass crap they don't they did a survey about what parents wanted uh, for mask policy, 80% said, no, we're not doing this mask crap. They still did they it. Did whatever they, they don't wanted, care yeah. what parents yeah. say. And I can't put my kid in a system where they don't care. Oh, yeah. And then they'll me probably or my be peers like, say as parents. Little Calvin, do you think that your name is really Callie? And yeah. That you're, a, you're a little girl. Yeah. Every public school. No public so school can be trusted. I, I think um, I, what I like, we've talked a little bit, like these kind of homeschool networks where you network yeah. with other parents and you kind of work together and find other people's areas of expertise and work around that. Yeah. I like that idea. Me too. 
Bradley says they really want to get rid of the control group waiting for the vax to find out that they're walking Petri dishes for variants. Additionally, whatever you do, do not use my pillow filling. Uh, for what? For my pillow? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I, I know that they're they're filled with petrochemicals. Oh, really? My pillow filling. Yeah. How dare you, though? Do not defame the great Mike Lindell. <laughs> he wouldn't do it's, that to us. I know he wouldn't. Uh, made in America. Uh, 15 minus six equals 15. Hey, Joe. Uh, Joseph Mangle is on the phone. What's he want? He says, stop stealing my moves. <laughs> um, metalhead 10,000. Don't know how religious or spiritual you are, but my mom and brother are blackpilled and think the end times are here. Your thoughts? Um, I don't. I don't know that this is some kind of end times prophecy, but I do ha- take a lot of comfort in that. Uh, when I pray for the strength, I I never pray to change the circumstances that I'm in anymore. I just pray for the strength to persevere, and that prayer always answered, hmm. always answered. And it's changed my life. Just just praying for that instead of being like, God, please give me another child. I just pray, you know, God, please give me the strength to deal with whatever happens. Um, and, and, and so in that, I feel like no matter how bad things get, if we are in a state of grace with God, don't we truly win no matter what? Also, morally, I'm, I'm just right about this. I'm just right. Mm. These people are wrong. They're evil. And having the truth on your side is a very powerful thing, isn't it? And I, I'm not a really, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not a religious or spiritual person necessarily, although we've been talking for a long time about kind of my, my interest and quest in that direction. Um, would I say, I don't think, I don't think end times are here. I think bad times are coming because of weak, cowardly people, mm. but I, I'm not so blackpilled that I don't see the prospect of hope on the other side. The truth as you say, the, the truth does tend to win out, even if the process is a struggle, even if it's very messy, um, even if even if I don't um, even if I were not to survive that particular struggle, I, I'm not going yeah. to betray the truth in pursuit of some sort of comfort. Yeah, tranquil comfort, because yeah, exactly. w- without the truth, it's just that it's not a life worth living. So, yeah. I, I don't think the end times are coming. I think bad times are coming and I think we all need to be prepared. But if I had no optimism for the other side of this, I, I wouldn't fire up the stream. I wouldn't be a part of this community. I'd just yeah. kind of huddle up in a corner. Um, Solzhenitsyn spent years in the gulag and he, he survived to see the end of the Soviet Union. Yeah. So, you know, like we will have hard. There are hard times ahead of us. Real true struggles in ways that we uh, could never have imagined. Be, and all we can do is pray for the strength to endure that. And through no choosing of our own. It's it's the fact that there are people who want to control you incrementally. Yep. You give them an inch, they take a foot every single time. And there's no stated end to what they're willing to do. I mean, you have the Surgeon General out there saying, we do this step by step and we're going to use every lever we have. Mm-hmm. You, you're telling me there is no limitation to what you won't do in pursuit of supposedly what's good for me. I know. Those are people who will violate your rights in any number of ways in the name of taking care of you. And as long as they continue to consolidate and concentrate their power, it's only a matter of time until their power disintegrates. And that's not going to be a, a fun time. That's but true. Until oh, then. and one more thing. I know we're running up on the clock, but I, yeah. I heard this. I don't even remember where I heard this, but somebody was talking about uh, being imprisoned. And I don't remember if this was a true crime documentary. or I don't know. And they said... um. I found freedom in my mind. And so I felt like I was never truly imprisoned. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that is, 
the first and the ultimate freedom. And the, the most important is the freedom of your own thoughts, the freedom of your own conscience. And, uh, and even if we were put in gulags, if, if we had that, that freedom of thought, we still would be freer in many ways than people that have become acclimated to self-censorship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's true. It's fucking grim. Um, Keeney says that dude looked like the mass face of the true black face of white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I follow something. I get what you're saying. Oh, wait, that dude looks like, I thought you were talking about the, the gorilla chick. chick. Yeah. That must be what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, William Steer, Larry Elder won't be governor of the fortified California election. Yeah. I, I would, I would put it as if I was giving it a percent, I would say optimistically 25% chance. Yeah. Which is optimistic. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Haas had to miss the stream, but I love you guys. Thank you for the consistent and quality content, Matt. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for excluding one. That's true. He said, <laughs> I love you guys. We love you too. Oh, okay. Ryan, I guess it was plural. No, no. Thank you. Das Pooch. Great show and depressing as always. And <laughs> blonde is looking pretty hot tonight. Thank you. Also, congrats on the birth of your heir, Matt. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. If I'm looking normal, it must be time for me to destroy myself with another pregnancy. Um, Darius Monk, I think you guys might really like the sequel Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. It's better. It's another director. It fixes many of the issues that you mentioned. No Emily Blunt. Give it a try. I don't know, man. I'm just not I'm so tired. I just want to fall asleep with my baby in my arms while I watch an episode of Say Yes to the Dress. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I can I, I'm enjoying the baby part. I don't know about that show, but yeah, it is. It is comforting, man. It is comforting to go to a simpler world with a child who's just like, yeah. just give me some food and let me take a shit. And everything yeah, is yeah. Uh, it's just a simple it's a simple, it simple. peaceful it joy. Is. Yeah. People are like when are you going to start making um, videos again? I'm like, Ugh. Do I, do I have to, do I really have to do that? <laughs> yeah. uh, Manifesto 52. It took two hours, but after I tired him down, Matt and I made love on that but, note. We're that's all it takes. Gay! I do have uh just tippy stream. Let's see. Uh, over on uh, Trovo as well. Uh, Accidental poet Nazi renewing subscriptions. Appreciate that. Thank you guys. And let me find where I left off on Tippy Stream. I think it was No Guardy, right? Yeah, No Guardy says, "Dear Lord, I can't listen to these morons in office without uh, incred incredulity." Am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't want an epitome moment. Incredulity, right? My expectations are lower than the gravity well of a black hole, but I'm still disappointed. Yeah, it it, it is amazing to have such a low opinion of these people and still yeah. be disappointed by the words that they say. Oh, yeah. It is a bizarre experience. Uh, chin up, though. Phil says diversity always brings a decline in social trust and destruction of social capital. What has been done to this country is no accident. And the people who did it um, have names and addresses. He's not doxing. He's just uh, stating the truth, I guess. Uh, thank you, Phil. Jacob says unity equals strength and diversity equals strength. Therefore, unity equals diversity. <laughs> quick maths with the transitive property. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the, according to their logic. It follows, though. It's hard to think about Yukon Don. My goodness. Thank you for the support. My good sir. Uh, he says belated congrats to Matt and Ping Tu. As always, thanks for what you do, Matt and Blonde and Ping Tu and Mrs. C, as in my mom tonight. God bless. I know. Thank you well, so much, Mrs. Christensen. We appreciate it. Thank you for your support for the show. We appreciate it. We love that. you. You're very special. And I think, yeah, this is probably my mom's first official, uh, like, formal participation in the show. Does that count as direct? 
I don't yeah, know. Totally. But it's a family I'm sure affair. They've to me. helped us in, in other ways. And, and yeah, normally they're, they're tuning in, um, secretly agreeing with blonde with very polite smirks. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. You know, I've recently seen a picture of your parents for the first time and how did you just, acquire this? Uh, I, I found it on Kiwi farms. No, you sent it to me. Oh, or yeah, I guess maybe I sent you a photo or perhaps my lovely wife did. And they just seem, they, they just look like the nicest, most normal people. Pretty much. Like the, the, yeah, it was at your wedding and they just seemed like they were just beaming with pride and love for you. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my parents set a fantastic example um, with both my brother and me for for how to parent well. And I hope that I do uh, as, as well of a job with uh, or as good of a job with my own son. And I bet you, they're so helpful with the baby, too. Oh, yeah. They they uh, they try to contain themselves. But they yeah, it's clear that they they love that little boy. So. Oh, my parents too. I can hear him with Emmeline right now. It's all good in this household. <laughs> all right, I'll try to I'll try to hustle up so you can get right back to it. Oh no, that was um, you know they they just uh, watch her during the show and it's yeah it's just nice that they that they uh, get along so well and love her so much. Phil says um, Trump's problem was the same one that the right more broadly has. The refusal to operate the levers of power opens the doors to our enemies. We have to throw off the chains that keep us from working the um, to benefit uh, to our benefit and our posterity. Yeah. I know we've had this conversation, Phil. And I thought, I remember you making that point and it's, it's one that I've had to wrestle with because I think it's a good challenge to my general worldview. It's like, I want nothing to do with the levers of power. I want everyone to be self-actualized and be free individuals who make their own choices and don't have this bizarre desire to control other people. But is it, is that the world that exists or is that the world that I want it to be? Um, because the answer is in the question. Yeah. I, 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 to give Phil's point as much credit as possible, I don't want the levers of power, but if I do not exert some protection of or possibly even control of them, somebody else of grossly inferior moral character steps right up to start pulling on them. You got to get control of the cartel, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe I maybe I'll understand that CIA man's <laughs> reasoning just a little more time. Irish Nat says, fuck Biden and the donkey he rode in on starting a movement of people called um, Vax Stop You Lie. It takes if it takes off, you'll know it started here while willing to workshop the name with others in the community. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Send me an email. I'd like to hear about it. Phil says, uh, Murthy and, and that Chinese broad who likes to uh, tying vaccination status to opening back up are particularly grating. It's one thing for Biden to shoot his mouth off. It's a whole thing when it was someone who, <laughs> when it's uh, when it, when we all unify together, when we all unify together among our first principle on our first principle of unity. I, I know exactly, I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, that's Lena Wen or whatever her name is on CNN. That crazy lady that he's talking about. Oh, what's that? Oh my gosh, her name escapes me. That um, Indian woman with the Jewish name. Uh, Lesky. I have no idea. Is that right? Help me out live chat. She's the worst. I think she's the worst. Grim Grim Omen says when they come to your homes uh, for your children, it would uh, it will be too late for you and your families. Wait and see or stand up. The choice is yours. Dark times are ahead, but there is still hope. But don't hope for others to help you. There is no one else. Well, I think th- I think that's an important point to make that if we all kind of do this individually, there is weakness in that. I, I, of course, I, yeah. I would grant that that if we all just stay totally passive until they get us. They can pick us off individually. It probably is. It's, it's true that at some point we'll have to organize a collective defense against the aggression mm-hmm. because it is an aggression. You know, I'm tired. 
for all the disavowing and all the crap you have to to qualify to say these sorts of things there's nothing morally wrong with saying you should be able to defend yourself from someone coming to your home or trying to meddle with your entire life because of your yes, refusal exactly. to participate in medical treatment that they want to force upon you there's nothing morally wrong with that mm-hmm. yeah Anyway, Religious Song says Southern Slider by the Second South Carolina String Band, the Bonnie Blue Flag, um, Remove Kebabs, Serbia Strong, Keep Your Rifle by Your Side, Take This Job and Shove It, Battle Him of the Republic, even though it's a northern song. I guess Songs for the Rebellion is what we're going with here. Megan R. Uh, Megan M. Blonde, going full John Galt Wynn, does a mid-20s white Christian female who speaks three languages and has experience... Uh, raising farm animals qualify uh, asking for a friend love you both and the best best to your families is this the compound recruitment is that what we're getting at yeah sure is she single because i i get emails all the time from dudes so we need we need women at the compound we do breeders all right. <laughs> i'll need Redica. your egg count yeah important Redicus says uh what jackass studied all the dystopian fiction and started using it as a primer on how to run the world how is this not the lark hill uh, experiment. I don't know what that is. Do you? The Lark Hill experiment was yeah. that the one um, at the insane asylum? Virus oh, no, it was that... the one from V for Vendetta. Oh, that's where they movie infected. That needs to be oh, you got to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virus that was started in a lab. Stupid politician uses it to control the population. Right. That's the premise of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Michu says I grew up in El Paso, Texas, and my father uh, crossing the border to every day oh, crossing the border every day to work in Juarez for 20 years. The violence cannot be understated. Once a week, he would tell us, yeah, there was another shooting uh, on the way home. Yeah, it's uh, it sounds like it's basically war zone stuff and not just war zone, but mutilation kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. yeah, no exaggeration on that front. All right, uh, we are all set right on time or maybe a minute late. I think we have one more Super Chat Metalhead, 10,000. Did I read this? Do you think God would forgive someone who is simply spiritual but not religious? I can't really call myself a Christian, hmm. but I believe in a creator. I I have no idea. I mean, based on the the rules of my church, uh, you're going to spend an eternity in fiery torment. Damn it! But I I don't know what I, I can't act like I know what what God yeah. will allow. I don't think He's going to send a bunch of Muslim children to hell for eternity. But who knows? I have no idea. If that is the arrangement of the universe, I hope that I would hope that that sort of judgment is based on your adherence to and your following of and your promotion of the natural law and the morality that kind of exists. At least I believe naturally on this earth as opposed to the recognition of that specific God. But, you know, I suppose if he's the one running the whole show, he, he gets to make that determination. And if I. If I have to go hang out in hell with the rest of these degenerates, I suppose, uh, you know, it's not like I've, it's not like I'm perfect. Man, I'm sure I've, I've done a few things to deserve it in my time. Me too. Anyway, it, it's funny. You can talk about eternal damnation and that's actually like an uplifting point after this week. Like that sounds kind of refreshing rather, yeah. <laughs> rather than living in Joe Biden's uh, particular view of the country. But we'll get more of that uh, coming this week. And uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight, as always, and uh, keeping us in touch with the facts, as you always do. We appreciate that as well. If you'd like to find more to listen to, if you're looking for more of the show, you can catch that on the audio platforms. We have the call-in show replay. We have extra material that's not necessarily on YouTube. It's all linked in the description and over on the website. That's MattChristiansonMedia.com. Speaking of... 
You can find everything show related, whether it's deals from our awesome uh, show sponsors or whether you're looking to get in touch with us or buy a T-shirt or just catch the latest shows. It's all on the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Stay sane. Bye, guys.